One quick baseball note. Pierre and Lowell both went hitless again yesterday. Oh, my God. The Lowell situation is one that they're going to have to make some decision on because they can't keep him in the lineup with him hitting like he's not. Time for Neil. Maybe he's got Steve Blass syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Steve Blass was a pitcher. Yeah, I know. But he woke up one day and he couldn't, couldn't throw strikes anymore. Throw, yeah. Maybe Mike Lowell had the same thing. He woke up one day and couldn't hit the ball no more. There's like, uh, who was it, the second baseman for the Dodgers who couldn't throw the ball the first, Steve Sachs. Oh, Remember yeah, that? that's right. That happens. Yeah, what was that all about? What's this all about? That uh, The bottom of the first page of the Herald is the deep throat story. The bottom of the first page? Yeah, it's not even the lead story. Well, they're afraid that it might be considered pornographic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you, you know, mean I, I've been talking about that all morning. I beg your pardon? I've been talking about that all morning. What, about Linda Lovelace? Deep Throat. Oh. Last night on the NBC Evening News, they actually, while they were doing the story, they showed clips from the movie. I mean, obviously not, not sexual clips, but they showed, yeah. they showed clips from a, maybe the worst porno movie ever made. That deep throat? Yeah. That, that's where the name came from. Because uh, the movie came out simultaneously with the Watergate yeah, business. Yeah, right. That's exactly right. And so that's where they came up by calling him Deep Throat. Well, basically, he was just a snitch. And isn't it, isn't it kind of ironic that he was the number two man to gay Edgar Hoover? Yes. <laughs> you know, Speaking I, of Deep Throat. What, what, uh, you know, this is just an ongoing thing with me where I feel that the Herald and a lot of local media have no respect for the history of this area. And yeah. that Miami played a big part in that story. You know, the, the plumbers were right. from here. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. The, and the money that went to Creek went through the bank in Miami. Right. Mm -hmm. And yet, none of that in the story. And, of course, Nixon's good buddy, B.B. Rebozo, uh, was uh, down there. Yep. You know that story about the... Money that BB got from Howard Hughes. That's right. a different story. Mm -hmm. But that came out. Well, the, this crowd year. that's running the Herald now, first of all, they have no clue of what it's all about anyway. They're like uh, interlopers. Yeah. And I do want to mention again that Jim DeFeedy may be the most grotesque excuse for a human being. He was on. I was in. I was in Rome, I guess, and I'm watching CNN, and there was some some South Florida story. I forget what it was, and they interviewed Jim DeFeedy. And he's about the only person I can actually say looks worse than the picture they put in the newspaper. You know how they got that, like, his, it looks like a bufo toad and all swelled up. And unshaven and just, I, I just couldn't imagine it. I've never seen anything like it. Well, he's a writer. He should have been on that old show with Big Wilson, Creature Feature, or whoever did that show. Was that Big Wilson or Dave Dixon? Remember Creature Feature on Channel 6? Yeah, Dave Dixon. Dave Dixon. Uh, who did I say? Yeah, you, Big, Wilson Big Wilson had another show. Night Owl movie. Yes. Oh, that's right. Hello, Big. Hello, Big. Here's good God, Big Wilson. Boy, you can't live in the past. But look at all the uh, good people come and gone. Yeah. <laughs> Big Wilson was a nice man. He really was. He was a great guy. Yep. And Marty, what was the guy from the New York Steakhouse? Marty Sussman. Yes. Did you know Marty? I did know Marty. Well, Marty and Big, uh, it was a sponsor of mine, and I had dinner with them one night. Of course, Marty, he was the owner of the New York Steakhouse. Yeah. He was also a big, fat guy, and they're both dead now. Yeah. So we ought to start thinking about that. They were big, nice guys, big and fat, though, and they're both dead. Well, I'll tell you, that was a place you could really pig out, New York Steakhouse. I like that place. Yeah, it was great. Yep. 
It was. And I do believe that when they moved to, I could be wrong, but I think that when they moved to the, um, on Biscayne Boulevard, they used to be on the beach, and then they moved over to Biscayne. Yep. And they had a big piano in there, and I think Big used to, like, tinkle on the piano in he there. He did. Yeah. He also used to Hello. play the piano at uh, the top drawer. Remember that place? Oh, yeah. Right up the street from the old station. And what was the play? Oh, Toby, the Toast. That was another sponsor of mine, Toby and Mom. Whatever oh. that was all about. I, You know, Toby is still around. They, uh, I saw him not too long ago. They used to have the drugstore in, uh, oh, uh, in Surfside. And yeah. that that was their main business. They also had the restaurant, and Toby was still operating that place. And then the the, the rent there became so high that they were forced. That was a big story. And so then my friend Freddie from the studio just died here a few weeks, a few months ago. The studio on Carl Gables. Yeah, well, that was a sponsor that also. Used to great be a place, great restaurant. That was some of the best food ever in South Florida. I See, I'll tell you when you really know you're getting old is when all the people that you've known, your friends and acquaintances, uh, when they're all dead. That's why I But everybody you ever knew was dead. Yeah, somebody <laughs> asked me earlier today, if I'm so critical of the Herald, how come I read it every day? I said, because I have to look at the obits. Yeah, there you go. See who's still around. Well, the only reason I get it is because it goes with the job. I would never look at it again. That's exactly it's, it's, what I said. There's nothing to read in it. Uh, you know, on those few rare occasions every year when I'm in town, and I got the Sun Sentinel and the Herald actually physically as opposed to reading it online. There's nothing to read in it. Well, <clears throat> yesterday I reported that uh, the county manager's been talking with Heisinger's people about a way to keep the Dolphins, or the Marlins rather, in that stadium that involves a retractable roof. Right. The Herald says there's nothing to the story, but it was on Channel 10 last night. It's in the Sun Sentinel today. Yeah. And But the Herald is in total denial because last week Barry wrote, that nobody has any interest on either side. Well, they got to cover Barry's ass. Yep. Now, speaking of ass, the NHL sure are doing a good job, aren't they? They're having they're having their meetings here again today and tomorrow. Every day they got meetings. We got meetings here and meetings there, and things are looking really optimistic. Says the Star this morning, but ESPN says, well, we don't think it's all that optimistic. That's why you can take your sixty million dollars and stick it where the moon don't shine. We're canceling the deal. And if we do carry any games, we're not going to give you a penny for it. We'll give you the same thing NBC's giving, and that's nothing. They want profit sharing. Is that pathetic or what? I mean, these people are such morons. So it, you're watching people self-destruct. Well, it was a big loser for ESPN to begin with. And, and even here, even in the supposed hotbed of the hockey world, even here, nobody cares anymore. It's, uh, they're not even talking about it. You know, I mean, it's on the news, but uh, nobody cares. Life goes on. That, yeah, to, to me, that's the that that's the real indicator. When in places like Detroit and in uh, the cities in Canada that have franchises and in Boston, you know, areas that were hotbeds for yeah, the they're sport, just fed up with it. They yeah, don't care tired. anymore. And they, you know, yeah. the other sports should take a lesson from it. Out of sight, out of mind. Right. Exactly. That's why we show up every day, although not not any more than we have to. <laughs> Thirteen is a great number, by the way, Hank. Thirteen. It was good enough for Dan Marino. It's good enough for Matt Sundin. Thirteen shows and counting. Not that I'm counting or anything like that, but that's uh, starting today. The number of shows left until my next vacation, and then that summer schedule kicks. Oh, the summer vacation's coming up. Yeah. Some the summer whole summer deal. Yeah. You're the man. (laughs) (laughs) I saw Charles Barkley last night at the Heat game, and I said, "How you doing?" He said. As little as I can there you to go. make what I do. Exactly. And I, In other words, do, 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 and I think right. I heard that from another broadcaster. Do, 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 do. Not him. Oh. <laughs> 
Anyway, just take the checks, like you said. That's it. Take it right to the bank, man. That's, all, that's what it's all about. All this other uh, getting whipped up into a frenzy, just yeah. not worth it. No point. Well, you have a good day. And back to you. I had a monitor go out this morning, a little engineering problem. I called a friend of mine downstairs who's in the computer. Uh, that's what he does for a living. He oh. brought up one of his monitors. We hooked it all up. No engineering, no pain, no strain. I'm going to add that on the tab. Oh, you, the you should have seen the panic in this place. I, you know, I... I looked into the, you know, into the other studio here, and uh, or you know, the bullpen, and there's Clarence running around and Duff in a frenzy, and I didn't know what it was about, and I didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> Just another day in paradise. Do, 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 do. Okay, don't lose too much to that. Now it's the first of June, so kind of like uh, yeah. you know, oh, tomorrow's for the tomorrow's rest of the month. trend day, isn't it? Tomorrow's a big trend, right? Okay. We better kick some serious ass. I'll be listening. And tomorrow will be 12, by the way. Not that I'm counting. You understand? Tomorrow's 12 on the countdown. <laughs> See you tomorrow. You too. It's safe. Carrie is a new American Idol. Bo Lossie can pack up and go home. Not enough rednecks at a telephone. He was just a Constantine replica. Ten oh seven at five sixty. Look at the speed of the devil. People used to think Deep Throat was a criminal. That's Nick Jones. That's uh, Mark Fell's grandson, Nick Jones. See, you know the interesting thing about America today is that nobody's got the same last name. Have you noticed that? Right. Not just grandchildren, which I can understand that, but the uh, you know Eddie Schwartz, uh, son of uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Thomas Calabrio. Uh, you know what is that all about? I don't know. I don't understand what's going on there. Well, a lot of people are begetting and begetting. It's. I think the return to biblical times is. Uh, it's in the. It's in the works, and it. He has something's working. I think it's coming. Oh, I didn't. Uh, speak of that, I didn't look at the beaded curtain yet. Now we got this straight out, or is there yeah, a yeah, 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 he made it back. Oh, thank God for that. And I also didn't notice a lot of things on here that happened when I was on vacation. We got Alberto Jose Jimenez uh, Gonzalez on there, along with John Ascroft. I had a beaded curtain to make sure everybody's getting checked out. And wait a minute, Where, what's that Britney picture? That's the bonus picture because we only had one of Shauna. I told you about that, but uh, you were. Well, busy. I don't see Shauna. Okay. Shawana or Shauna, she's not there. There's a little thing that's got her name on it with a little uh, mark, but uh, she ain't there. But right. Brittany's there with kind of like one booby almost hanging out. Yeah, you can see it. Got a big smile on her face. You can zoom in and uh, there it is. And then, uh, oh, I didn't see all these other things that we had on there right above the old boon in the box. So there's a whole bunch of stuff to keep you folks busy and keep you off the street. You desperados. We asked yesterday, what South Florida athlete was the biggest stiff? And unfortunately, a lot of you folks just uh, didn't get it. I think the word stiff was uh, beyond your comprehension, beyond your grasp, if I can say that. Uh, they just don't get it. I mean, they were calling in with, like, uh, everything shy of Dan Marino. You know, I mean, what, what is wrong with these people? But, well, we already know the answer to that, don't we? I think it is. I have no life. Don't care about it. Not a sports nerd. 376 of you said that. We just don't give a crap. No matter what you say, we don't care. 23.3% just refuse to care. 
Sammy Smith, though, won pretty handily, 168. We had a pretty good contest going for a while, and he started thinking, what's the uh, Sammy Smith Tumblr bit called? That's the Castor Nova one. Sammy Smith uh, Tumblr? No, it's not. Well, really? maybe it's called that, but it's not on my DCS. Hmm. Boy, it's a good thing I got this uh, monitor changed. That's the, and I come in here this morning, and I'm thinking to myself, of all the pieces of equipment that I can't afford to have break down. You know, I could have the oh, Internet... Yeah. I gotta have that go down. You could like fax me like in the old days. Remember when Eric used to have to fax us the results of the poll? How could I forget? Before I decided to go and spring for my own computer because the Beasley people are ah. cheapskates. That's uh, really sad. That's scandalous. It's multi on the stock exchange, multi-million dollar corporation. I have to buy my own equipment. Pretty uh, embarrassing. Pretty cheap, 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 cheap. Even the Dutch aren't that cheap. Sammy Smith, 168. Cecil Collins, 117. Edged out Jay Fever with 116. Boy. I think it's a racial thing. Jimmy Johnson, 101. He didn't really belong on there because it says, what's our Florida athlete? When the hell was he ever an athlete? Huh? Never. No. See, it didn't belong. But nevertheless, he got a lot of votes and it kept you folks happy. So just, just a chance to lash out at somebody who pissed you off. You know, ah, Jimmy, ah, we hate you. You know, we hope that your, uh, your, your yacht sinks down there in the Keys. Harold Miner, 99. Lawrence Phillips, 88. A real slime ball if there ever was one. And one thing about Lawrence Phillips, man, no matter where he went, he was consistent. From Nebraska to um, the Dolphins for about five minutes to San Francisco to the CFL. No matter where he went, he continued doing his thing, you know. Mortesti's distraught, 85. He was really big on the fan for about two minutes. Remember that? Nope. They brought in all that high-paid talent. They had Jim Berry, rhymes with... You fairy! And Mary, and they had uh, Mortesti's Destrata. And I bet you that uh, this waxy uh, 790 thing, the ticket, when the trend comes out tomorrow, I bet you they're going to do even better than the fan. Not by much, but a little bit. Ray Lucas, 72. Eric Kumaro, 60. See, a lot of people beside me remember. Eric Kumaro is going to line up for the Dolphins, as Joe Zagaki announced breathlessly. I would say that was like a back 89, 90, around back in that day. Yentl Green's got 54. Chris Wells, 45. A real stiff rooney They traded away Stu Barnes and uh, somebody else, too, I forget who, for Chris Wells. Christina, 45. Couldn't play a lick. Chris, uh, Peter Worrell, 36. Kept falling down all the time. And spearing guys, but other than that, and uh, DUIs. Jamar Fletcher, 33. J Hunier Felix, 22. Get the honey, Hunier. Those were kind of fun days, the early days of the Marlins. You know, Charlie Huff and Junior Felix and Mortestes Destrada. Were you, uh, I, I don't know, how how many years ago would that have been? How how many years we had the franchise? About ten? Um, yeah, well. well thereabouts. So you'd have been old enough to be uh, paying attention to the Marlins then, right? Yeah, I was. Those were kind of fun days. Remember, I was there opening day, I do believe, or was it the day of the second game, the second home game, Charlie Huff was pitching. No, that was the opening old, day. The old knuckleballer, while I was there, man, he, uh, about a hundred years old. J uh, Jamar Fletcher, 33. Hunier Felix, 22. I said that. Al Leiter, 21. Hey, Al, you suck, baby. John Boza, 18. Steve Entman, 18. Uh, we figure out who he was? He was a dolphin. Oh. Roni Cycli, 15. It says here. Robbie Niedermeyer, 14. Alec Kessler, 14. The Heat, man. He was no... I'll tell you that, but then again, who is? Jackie Ship, 13. He's still waiting for his ship to come in. Bobby Humphreys, 10. Ramon Castro, 6. Essa Ticken in five, the old figure skater. Joe Sorella won, and out of over 1,600 votes, Mike Wilson had none. <laughs> Not one. Oh, man. Hockey in South Florida, it's like uh, oil and vinegar. It's like putting castor oil in your uh, douche, man. It's just it's incredible to me. <laughs> Mike Wilson had, out of over 1,600 votes, oh. 
That's because they don't know who that is. That's pretty sad. You're not listening to anything, but I'm just, uh, it's really sad. 13 past 10 at 560 WQM. Happy June numero uno, baby. It's really incredible. Here's something else that's incredible. Rich room filling sound from your iPod. That's correct. The power of the Bose SoundDock digital music system is what we'd be talking about. It brings the music on your iPod to life, even charges your iPod while it's playing. CNET says the Bose SoundDock system is the best sounding iPod accessory they've ever tested. That's because only proprietary Bose technology lets you get the most from the music on your iPod. The Bose SoundDock system is friendly with iPod, iPod Mini, and new iPod Photo. Its sleek appearance stylishly blends with your iPod almost any room decor. It's easy to use, and it even comes with a remote that controls the SoundDock system and the basic functions of your iPod from all the way across the room. So let the room-filling sound of the Bose SoundDock digital music system deliver a brand-new exciting iPod experience. Insert iPod, and then hear for yourself what happens. You can experience the SoundDock system today at Apple, Best Buy, Circuit City, Sound Advice, or Target, or experience it at the Bose store in the Dolphin Mall, or just go online at Bose.com. When it comes to sports, we the authority. Sports Radio 560. I'll give you the real thing here, Neil. Yeah, let's uh, flush all them Bible pages down the old uh, latrine. What do you say? Huh? That's the best idea I've ever seen. Flush sure. it down the old latrine or just get a long cube and stick them in there. Oh, look at all that mess in Florida, man. I'm so glad yeah. that I'm out there. It's sun is shining here. It's going to be 77 beautiful degrees. And in South Florida and all over the whole state, it's just covered with a big blob. Big blob. And they're saying it's going to be a really active and bad hurricane season. How do you like that? Oh, my God. Oh, it's going to be nasty. So batten down the hatches, get your visqueen and all your uh, stuff and your uh, roll-up shutters and roll-down shutters. Right. Kansas fam. Here's some good news from uh, over there yonder again today. We don't have any exciting news from uh, Iraq, I don't think. But a suicide bombing inside a mosque in southern Afghanistan during the funeral of a top Muslim cleric has killed at least 20 people, including the police chief of the country's capital. The blast during today's funeral in Kandahar from Mullah Abdul Fayez also wounded 42 people, according to the Afghan Interior Ministry. So they're just dying over there like crazy. And we're saying, hey, don't worry about it, because uh, that Al Zarqawi, he's got like a, he uh, has like a, a bad thumbnail or something like that. Right. He had a hangnail? An ingrown hair on his beard. Ingrown hair on his ass, and we're assured that he's on the way out. By the way, there's a uh, tornado watch for South Florida until 11 o'clock this morning. I should mention that. From our news wires at WQAM. <laughs> <laughs> From our astute news department. Right. Isn't that embarrassing that I have to get this off the Sun Sentinel website? I'm wired. Yeah. A tornado watches in effect till 11 o'clock this morning as the hurricane season opened with a hot, humid day that set a strong line of thunderstorms across South Florida the pre-dawn hours. Get ready, man. It's going to be raining like hell. It's going to be like the end of the world. It's going to be bad. I'm looking on that radar there, and way down there by Key West, there's this huge band of, on the, on the radar, dark reds and greens and purples and yellows. Ooh, nasty stuff. Anyway. The National Weather Service said the watch covers Broward, Palm Beach County, Collier, Glades, and Hendry counties. That's named after... Are you sure? It said heavy rain, hail as large as a half an inch, and 70-mile-an-hour gusts were possible during these thunderstorms, including the adjacent waters in Lake Okeechobee. This includes the cities of Moorhaven, Clewiston, Fort Lauderdale, Naples, and West Palm Beach. You ready for that? Isn't that exciting? Yeah, it's a thrill. Gust as high as 70 miles an hour and hail and all of these things. Nasty. 
So it's a good, well, all of these good time not to be in South Florida. I just mentioned that in passing. And for the uh, next several months, let's see, you got June, July, August, September, October, and then like early November, they finally say, okay, I think we're okay now, maybe. We think. It's a long time. Unable to compromise, like I said to the Humper only moments ago, ESPN walked away from pro hockey yesterday. They said, bye-bye, see you down the road or not. We envision next year coming and going without any NHL product. ESPN Executive Vice President Mark Shapiro said yesterday, after the network decided not to exercise its $60 million option by today's deadline. Without a labor deal in place, Shapiro said the network would only have had interest in a deal that didn't include any rights fees, similar to NBC's contract with the NHL. Under such a scenario, the network and the league would share advertising revenue. We're done negotiating, Shapiro said. At the end of the day, Gary Bettman was uncomfortable cutting the price of the rights fee for anything less than $60 million. We're not playing games here, he said. And of course, the NHL, neither are they. They're also not playing games, any. It's a sad state of affairs, he said, when ESPN and the NHL break up like that. I don't think anybody's going to step up to carry it. So how do you like them apples, huh? Sure. I don't know what George is going to do all uh, fall and winter long. No hockey again. Here's the poll today. I, you know something? I got inspired, and I realized maybe it's very boring, especially with all the young punks like Josh, all the, all the young whippersnappers there, because they don't have any idea what we're talking about. But then that would be the same as any other day. But uh, all, we, I know we did the poll once before, but I think maybe combining them for tomorrow I think uh, would be good. And, of course, if I say it now, we're going to get all kinds of suggestions yeah. throughout the day, which I don't want. All right. But I really don't care because uh, number 13 is lucky. It's a lucky number today. Uh, reminiscing about favorite business, see, favorite business that no longer exists, like it could be like a department store like Jefferson's or a restaurant like uh, New York Steakhouse or uh-huh. Studio, the famous, huh? Okay. That's fun. Ten and you've shots. certainly been around long enough to remember all of these things. How about the Villa Deli? Right. That we For found what? out yesterday, closed six years ago, and we just forgot about it. Out of sight, out of mind. Oh, and Eric yesterday, being the nice guy that he is on very rare occasion, he emailed me the recipe for making grivenous. All righty then. And you're right. It's like chicken skin and chicken fat and onions and all fried up together with salt and pepper and all of these things. And I said, hey, uh, thanks a lot, Eric, but I really am, you know, it's like... Like they call fettuccine Alfredo a heart attack on a plate. Sure. This is heart attack in a frying pan. I mean, just forget about it. Just inject it right into your heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it is good. It's really tasty. And it'll give you that oil clog my arteries of feeling real quick. Faster than that banana nut ice cream that you folks can't find. That haagen Too bad. What's the biggest ripoff today? That's our poll today. You know, I might actually change the poll. Can we do that, or is uh, Eric out to do no, that? No, we can do that. Well, I mean, Eric will do it ultimately, but he's on, you know, board. He's he's on board today. He's on with a... Because I'm so whipped up about this other thing. What, what got what got that started? Villa Deli. No, no. Hank and I were talking about... It, it moved into the toast, but there was something before that. Oh, it was uh, Big Wilson and New York oh, okay. Steakhouse and Marty Sussman. That's what it was. What was that Danish place? That was like on 79th and Biscayne, right near where we used to work, the um, Danish Buffet. And then they moved over to the beach, and then they disappeared. What the was the name of that place? Don't know. Never got to eat there. I hear it was really fabulous, just sensational, Danish Buffet. I think I'm going to like uh, Schmidt Candice pull today. It was one of Sean's. I apologize, Sean, not that we don't like it. And, and I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I think this is a good poll. Why wait? <laughs> yeah, but I'm so whipped up about this other one, man. Oh, you'll still be whipped up tomorrow. Yeah, you're right. What's the biggest ripoff today? 285 votes already, and I didn't put it on there until like quarter to ten because we had all these other technical issues to deal with this morning. 
So we're doing okay with this. Gas prices 54, medical insurance 48, prescription drug prices 44, stadium concessions 20, car insurance 16, hospital treatment 14, and college tuition's gotten nine. Yeah, that's a pretty good pull, you're right. Let's leave it. But also, let's start thinking of toward, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> toward tomorrow, you know? See, look at those phones just going crazy. Uh-huh. Well, here's what I got for tomorrow so far myself. Favorite software of business that no longer... Oh, I got one also. What was the... Um, before it became Dillard's, and it was Mervyn's before that. And what was it? Oh, it was Jordan Marsh. Okay. Didn't you love the Jordan memory. Marsh? I liked it just fine. I was a schlepper, I so I didn't... And, and well, I mean, Burdines... Oh, see, we better be careful now. Is that yeah. a, it's not, it's not, no, it's not a great a, store. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, we like it. Yeah. If it's in business, it's great. Right. And if it ever was in business, we still like it because it might come back. WQAM, Hello. Hi there. Yes, ma'am. The, uh, the restaurant is the Prince Hamlet on Biscayne Boulevard. That's the one. Was That's it, did you... the one. Awesome. Awesome and, food. And you know what was across the street that I also never got to eat at because it was before my time was Junior's. Junior's, yeah, Junior's Restaurant. Junior's Belly, um, right. Yeah, Mr. Prince Hamlet, great food. But uh, one of the chefs uh, who owned the Prince Hamlet has opened a place down south, and it's called Two Chefs. And, of course, it's not nearly the, you know, the, the type of restaurant, but uh, good food nevertheless. Well, but you anyway, can't, go, can't go back. It's never going to be the same, you know. What? We can't ever go back. Love you, Neil. Thanks a lot, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Bye. Prince Hamlet, she's right. She is absolutely correct. Did we put that on there yet for tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think we've ever done this before. We're, like, doing two polls. The one that's on there, and then we'll, like, kind of also build this one to it and stick it on there tomorrow. We'll stick it. What do you say? All right. So you give Eric like a little heads up on this whole deal. 26 after 10 at 560 WQM, your technically astonishing station. It really is incredible. I'm sitting here like everything is working now. Like a couple of hours ago, I was like thinking, oh, boy. And then, of course, you've got that situation there with that fax machine and that phone line, which I'm sure they haven't fixed yet, have they? I haven't heard anything about it. So. If you want to fix your head up so that bald spot goes away, Chuck Alfieri can do it for you. And Neil Rogers. Mr. Leno, how well do you know Mr. Jackson? I, I know Michael pretty well. Could you be more specific, Mr. Leno? What kind of relationship? I would say it's more of a, just a regular friendship. You know, I wouldn't throw on my pajamas and spend a night with him. In other words. I see, okay. Which reminds me, Michael, were you late again today? No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. Well, I saw you walking into court crying. I figured you were going through menopause or something. You know, I didn't know. Mr. Leno, please. Order in the court, please. Michael, let me ask you something. You still bring that personal magician into court? Yes, he's here sometimes. Is that the same guy that makes those young boys' pants disappear? <laughs> I'm just kidding, Michael. I love you. Michael, can I ask you something else? Yes. Can you afford the payroll at Neverland? Yes, of course. The reason I asked was I saw your hands in the pocket of a 12-year-old. I thought you were looking for lunch money, you know? <laughs> Mr. Leno, you are out of order in this court. Come on, give me a break. You're not giving Michael any breaks. Michael, everybody knows why you have a bad back. Why? You know, from bending down and asking, what's your name? Mr. Leno, abstain from those remarks. Right, I'm just having some fun with my friend Michael here. 10.32, 28 before uh, 11 o'clock. Let's see what we got on, the, on tap today. What do we got on tap? Heineken? Heineken. Mo Howard David is 2 to 4. And we got Mad Dog 4 to 6.30. Same as yesterday. It looks like to me like an instant replay, only hopefully for the Marlins' sake a better uh, result. Don't tell me they lost to a girls' team again yesterday, did they? Yeah, they did. I'll be damned. That's what I thought I saw. 
Uh, Mad Dog 4 to 6.30, then it's Marlins on deck 6.30 to 7.05, and we got the Marlins at the Pirates again at the Triple Com Up Your Nose Park, and then Eddie K after the ball game. That's ABC, SPCA, uh, F-U-N uh, Park, whatever it is. Runaway Bride to fork over 13250 bucks for search. And may have to pay more and may have to do prison time on top of these things. How do you All like right. that? All right. <laughs> oh. Runaway Bride Jennifer Wilbanks, love you, has agreed to give thirteen grand to the city of Duluth, Georgia, to help pay the... There is something wrong with the South, okay? It's all those years of inbreeding, I'm telling you, man. All these mugwumps, all these beady-eyed, weird, strange peepholes. Anyway, she's agreed to give thirteen grand to help pay for the cost the city incurred searching for her, the mayor said Tuesday, while she was in Albuquerque in that blue van with the guys with the uh, short hair. The city attorney notified Mayor Shirley to Lassiter. Uh-oh, Lassiter. wonder what ever happened to old Blobbo, you know? Maybe somebody knows. Right. That a written agreement for compensation has been reached. The city expected to relieve a check from Will Banks on Tuesday, Lassiter said, meaning this next Tuesday. In accepting the agreement, the city will have to write off about thirty grand. About thirty, man. In other costs, searching for the bride-to-be who disappeared April 26th, four days before her planned wedding, which he seems to be making a habit of this. We're very appreciative of that. Maybe she's just afraid of that thing, you know? What thing? Oh, that thing. Oh, I can't say the word, but she's afraid of that male uh, I get it. thing. Maybe that, she's terrified of that. She don't want to see it. She don't want to, like, ooh, anywhere near her. We're not. We're very appreciative they were willing to give us the 13 grand. We certainly would have welcomed the entire amount that's covered all of our employees, but we're ready to get this behind us, Lasseter said, so to speak. Uh, she could get up to six years behind bars and $11,000 in fines if convicted. She could also be ordered to reimburse authorities, though several state and county agencies have said they will not ask her to reimburse them for search costs. See, I think that's a bunch of baloney. Why are they letting her off the hook? Is it for old time's sake? Oh, because, you know, she's a chick. Because she's crazy? Yeah. Because she's crazier than a bed bug? I'll be damned. Speaking of what I was talking yesterday about America's habit of uh, everybody like shooting everybody all up because it's a country obsessed with guns and with shooting people and like just going eat smart. Uh, like that little four-year-old kid that got killed. I mean, see, it's just a news story to most people because they don't know the family, they don't know the kid. It's just another anonymous dead person, you know. But it just it reaches the point where it starts getting a little bit aggravating, ain't it? Yeah, whatever. Where people aren't going to have a chance to live any kind of a life at all because uh, somebody did. Well, they first of all dressed them up in a camouflage gear, which is a really good idea. <laughs> Put on some camouflage pants over your Zuba's oh. pants and then uh, wander around kind of like behind the target. And then let's let's see if somebody uh, uh, kills you. I get the idea. Uh, camouflage did. baby strollers, I think, is a, is a good thing. That would be good. I think mm -hmm. everybody ought to walk around and dressed up in camouflage now, because especially with July the 4th coming. <laughs> oh, you know what happens? All you people in Hialeah, camouflage outfits for the 4th of July. Sounds good. Where every day is target practice. Oh, I got a story you won't believe. Speak of that about Preston Hen. You were out of the room oh, when I was. Oh, I uh, heard about the news this morning, the update. Our good close buddy Preston and his hen. Yeah, yeah. P.O. big time. Well, anyway, we'll get to that. But first, Simi Valley, California. Why are there so many crazy people in California? Huh? I don't know. I mean, we got lucky. inbreds in Georgia and North Carolina and Florida. We already agreed on that, and some in Louisiana. But the crazy people seem to, like, uh, congregate in California. Must yes. be something about it. Three people were killed in five hurt in a series of shootings, pistol whippings, and carjackings that ended Tuesday when the suspect killed himself with a shot to the head inside a Walmart, authorities said. Well, guess what? That's not on the list, so we can still rip them in ass. 
Walmart. Good. In fact, I think anybody that shops there ought to be regretful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. The Ventura County Sheriff's Department identified the gunman as Toby Welchell, 38, whose last known address was in Indiana. And I bet you if they would have checked his record, they'd find out that Indiana wants me, wants him. Ardeen Taylor. I like that song a lot. It's corny, but I, I still like that song. Indiana wants me. Don't you like that? Yeah, it's all right. I'll play it's it okay. I mean, it's corny, but so was the Flying Saucer by Buchanan and Goodman. The violence began Monday when three people were shot in the front yard of a home in Thousand Oaks, California. A woman identified as Jan Hine, 51, was pronounced dead at the scene, and Steve Mason, a 52-year-old attorney, died at a hospital. Timothy Hain, a Hine, whatever his name is, a rock music manager, is in critical condition. He was saying, last thing he said was, I'm dying over here. Authorities said Welchell had a business relationship with one of the victims, but they didn't elaborate. A third fatality, a 48-year-old woman was killed Tuesday at her home in a separate incident, according to police. Two of her children were among the injured. After fleeing the first house Monday, Welchell abandoned the, his truck and seized another one at gunpoint, police said. That truck was found Tuesday morning, shortly before police received a disturbance call from the woman at a nearby home where Welchell had apparently tried to steal another vehicle. Sheriff's Deputy Scott Ramirez, who has no relation to Manny Ramirez, arrived, I don't think, arrived to find Welchell firing at the woman's husband. The deputy was struck once or twice in the left shoulder area, Sheriff Bob Brooks said. Ramirez, 30, About 30 man. was hospitalized but expected to recover. The woman possibly shot and two of her children were pistol whipped, Brooks said. The woman identified as Carol Nordella died from her injuries at the hospital. This just goes on. A 10-year-old boy and 14-year-old girl were treated for head wounds. A pool maintenance man who was beaten for his car also received hospital treatment. The suspect was chased down by police to the Walmart store in Simi Valley, about 35 miles northwest of downtown L.A. Now, why would he stop at Walmart? I don't know. He had a criminal record, I told you, in Florida. Indiana wanted him, and California. That included resisting arrest and battery on a police officer, and now he's there. See, first he stopped into Walmart, and now, see what happens when you make a bad mistake mm -hmm. like that? That's right, every time. Got a great story about our good, close, personal friend, Preston Hen, from the Swap Shop, who, of course, is really tight buddies with your favorite, Nick Navarro. And we, on more than one occasion, did appearances at the Swap Shop years ago, back in those old salad days. Right. Remember those salad days? I sure do. Of course, it was kind of a small salad with, the, like, blue cheese, rancid blue cheese dressing on it. Those yeah. were the IOD days. They had their moments. Like I said yesterday, much better food. We wouldn't have had to... I guarantee you one thing. We wouldn't have had to go on here and beg for weeks and weeks to finally get Josh some food and then to top it off from one of our ex-sponsors, uh, like we did on Friday. We'd have gotten it, like... Just like that, prompted. You hear me snap my fingers? My fingers aren't snapping too good today. I don't feel too snappy. But uh, we'd have had it like pronto, right? Right. We had that food food thing down pat. But then again, when you look at the, I mean, right now, the neighborhood, look at the hood. And yeah. you've got Chuck's Subcenter over there, and you've got um, Brad and Tony's up the street. But you don't have like a great selection of fine cuisine in, in the area, if you catch my drift. Oh, you've got the Colonel there right across the street. Sure. And we do like the Colonel a lot. We like everybody. If you're a businessman, we love you. We love you. We especially like Howie's. We especially like Howie's today because I can hear they brought more food. I can hear it rattling around in the bag, in the sack, El Seco, or maybe it's in a... Cube! Huh? Wouldn't that be great if they just if we just had like a um, like they do with the bank? You know how you put your money in that plastic cube uh, and you stick it in the right. thing. There you go. You go through the drive-through. That would be great if we just oh, had a whole yeah. bunch of those cubes and uh, you know. 
You just press the button, and one day Howie's would send the oh, food through on the tube. And huh? He's a BLT right in one of those. Right. Things. That would be great. Maybe one over to Wayne Arnold's there. Mm-hmm. Stick a few Neely burgers in that long tube. And shovel them right on over. Oh, great idea. I okay. think I'm losing my mind. Is the that modern dumb waiter. 1041, 19 before 11 and 560 WQAM. Hey, I'm... Neil got out WQAM. Where the faggot is. You Princess Amadala, you can save your people by retiring with me to the sleep chamber. I like my mental, but... Don't hesitate, my dear. You will be pleasantly surprised. Well, I guess. We have to take off that helmet. Okay. Hey there, little darling. Let's pretend you're from the planet Internia, and I'm the evil warlord. What do you say? You help me get my lightsaber to grow. Oh, yeah. I got some force we can put in you. It's uh, 1047, 13 before 11 at 560. 300 votes on the poll that nobody wants to talk about. Yeah. You are eating, man. It's disgusting. What's the biggest ripoff today? I, I knew you were eating. That's why I like paused there to force you like to do that. I bet you Josh is eating too. And between his uh, mung that he's got and the food in his mouth, he probably really sounds good. Well, today you scared me because uh, you know nothing's working over here on this end, like the fax machine. Right. Oh, you don't have to send the faxes. You can just uh, tell me what they are if any come in. Right. We we put them on the poll already. Oh, you did. Credit card companies. Even though we love them all, and they're great. I don't see it on my poll here. I don't see no credit card just, companies. Just one on there, and uh, maybe you think you put it on a poll, Mister, but I don't see it on my poll. You must refresh. Well, don't refresh now. I just refreshed it, and, and it um, is mild. It's refreshing, and it is mild. Paying to see Revenge of the Sith. Oh, there it is. Paying to see Revenge of the Sith. Oh, pyramid schemes. Anyway, uh, three hundred and six votes. Gas prices eighty one. Prescription drug prices seventy two. Uh, medical insurance seventy two. Stadium concessions twenty eight. See the big drop-off there? Mm-hmm. Uh, hospital treatment, 20. Car insurance, 20. College tuition, 13. And we just put on pyramid schemes, paying to see the revenge of the uh, Schmidt and the uh, credit card companies. What we got on there. So, anyway, speaking of a president and his hen, <laughs> yeah, we did a few remotes there. We did a couple of shows there, and they, uh, yes, I, I think Nick Navarro was behind it. Because Nick, of course, hates me like poison. I mean, absolute poison. And as a result, because he's best buddies with, uh, with Preston Hen, who owns the swap shop, uh, back in the IOD days, they had me do uh, shows there. We actually did the program there on the stage, and they were doing the elephant stuff right in front of us. Now, I'm going to tell you, even though they have all that uh, elephant litter put down there, isn't that what they would call it? Okay. Kitty litter, it must <laughs> be elephant litter. I, oh, man. Sawdust. Holy cow, holy moly, get the cannoli and get me out of here. The stench, the aroma, and I have to sit there four hours sniffing the uh, droppings from Harry Elefante. But at any rate, we don't want to think back to that, do we? No. And they also used to put those bright lights on me, so I'd be, by about 10.30, I'd be sweating oh, like yeah, a pig. A... Yeah. I think that was just their way of punishing me. And, Nick, uh, you know, during the breaks, Nick would come by, Hey, hey, how you doing, Neil, eh? You miserable white-haired piece of turd, you. You're worse than, uh, what, what's Michael Jackson's lawyer? The one with the white hair? Ah, uh, jeez, Kardashian. We don't know. No. Whatever his name is. Well, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Be very nervous about guys with white hair. 
Swap shop owner Preston Hen criticized the BSO yesterday, saying a recent conference. And isn't that ironic since uh -huh. his best buddy is the former uh, sheriff? The former, uh -huh. former. The new guy apparently doesn't like him. Ken Jenny, the possum. Preston Hen criticized the BSO yesterday, saying a recent confrontation would not have gotten out of hand if not for overzealous and incompetent deputies. Where's Nick Navarro when we need him, huh? Hen74 is back in charge of the swap shop after spending more than a week under psychiatric care since he clashed with deputies on May 20th. Deputies used a taser on him outside his swap shop office, then brought him to the hospital under the Baker Act, which allowed him to be detained, uh, detained up to 72 hours. He stayed beyond that, leaving Imperial Point Medical Center on Sunday. They had a Baker Act him. Mm -hmm. Wow. We're standing behind our deputies and believe they acted appropriately, said Sheriff Spokesman Jim Leodal, according to that, uh, adding that the deputy who fired the taser is trained in dealing with people who are disturbed. The sheriff's office and the state's attorney's office have yet to decide whether to charge Hen for his actions on May 20th. Hen disputed some key elements of the official account of the incident, which led him to spending a week and a half under psychiatric evaluation. And he said surveillance video proves his point. Thank God I have surveillance equipment at the swap shop, he said. If I was a poor average citizen, BSO would accuse me of attacking a chief I'd be in jail right now. The video shows Hen arriving at his office in a golf cart after getting away from deputies who had handcuffed him minutes earlier. He goes into his office with three deputies in pursuit. A few minutes later, Hen is seen coming out of his orifice, brushing a woman aside and coming toward Chief George Jarbo of the uh, BSO. George Jarbo of the BSO. Oh! Deputy Christopher uh, Labar Labarbera is seen behind him with a taser. I think everybody ought to have a taser, don't you? If your kids get, if your kids get like uh, out of control at the uh, supermarket, zap them. Did you see that video? Of the Boynton Beach woman getting tasered. Right. That was great. Mm -hmm. What happens next is the subject of disagreement between Hen and the uh, BSO. Hen said he calmly walked out of his orifice, was hit in the back with a taser, and fell into Jarbo. Leonidal said Hen came charging out of his office, and that the taser wasn't fired until after Hen hit the chief. Because the surveillance video is a series of still photos, it's not clear exactly when the taser was fired. Did it, did. After he was stunned, Hen struggled with deputies who led him to a patrol car and then kicked out a rear passenger window. <laughs> oh, man, what's going on here? I had no knowledge of what I was doing for 45 minutes, Hen said Tuesday, blaming his behavior on his shock after being hit in the back with 50,000 volts. He complained that a taser should not be used on a 74-year-old man. He also complained that a deputy aimed a gun at his wife, which apparent is apparent on the video. And while Hen admitted that the taser could not explain his actions earlier on May 20th, he said he didn't do nothing wrong. The day began with Hen trying to evict a vendor who he said was late on his rent. The vendor, Joel Leibovich, complained that Hen was evicting him without cause and that Hen had shoved him to the ground. According to a deputy's event report, two witnesses verified Leibovich's account, or is that... Lubavitch. But two deputies who were working off-duty security details were being paid by hand did not arrest the swap shop owner. Instead, he ordered them off the swap shop property, according to the report. That's not unusual, said Leodal, referring to the decision not to arrest him. Leibovitch declined to comment on the May 20th incident, except to say that he was up-to-date with his rent payments. Leibovitch again called for deputies on Monday, complaining that Hen had renewed his eviction effort. Hen also said he was justified in getting away from the deputies in his golf cart after his handcuffs were removed later on May 20th. He said the cuffs left his arms bruised and showed the bruises during an interview Tuesday, stating, They haven't gone away. Oy vey, they haven't gone away, and what's going on with my good, close, personal friend, Preston Hen, huh? 
Holy moly. What do you know when people get old? You know, they lose their mind. Now, now, oh, gee, don't say that. Gee, I'm sorry you said that. You're making judgments now. You're passing judgment. How'd you like to get tasered with 50,000 volts? You might start acting a little like that, too, and then they have to baker rack your ass. Right. They'd have to baker rack your ass. Oh, you don't have to taser me to do that. I mean, this baker rack business, if we're really going to do that, we got plenty of people at QAM who should have been baker racked a long time ago. Let's get busy. Yeah. I mean, get cereal. Oh, don't forget the trend comes out tomorrow. We got more numbers to play with tomorrow. Oh, we got a two five and a seven eight. We got more numbers. We got a trend. If you haven't noticed, I'm getting really tired of that crap. It's getting really stale. The only number I have in my mind is thirteen. WQAM, hello. Yeah, I got something to say after I make a poll suggestion. Okay. Uh, the QAM celebrity auction. Yes. It's a freaking ripoff. Man. Okay. Oh, I, I don't want to say poll. nothing up. I lied. <laughs> that was great. Good call, Pally. Excellent. Let's go home. The QAM online auction. That's an excellent uh, choice. I'm sure you get a lot of votes. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. I've been trying to listen to you on my computer. Yeah. But when I click here to listen live, I get a, a little window open that says file download. Yeah, right. And it says, do you want to open or save this file? Open it. Save it. Oh, save okay. It. It's okay to do it. Yeah, because uh, it just uh, started up here, and I, I used to just go directly there, and it would be okay. Because we're not streaming the archives anymore. They're on MP3 format so that you can uh, put it on your uh, MP3 player. Put it on your MP3 player and listen to it and while you're out there, uh, you know, robbing a gas station. Or at your leisure. You can take it with you, and uh, it's called right. pod- podcast. While you're out there doing holdups at 7-Elevens. All righty, I'll do that then. Okay, thanks okay. a lot, pal. See, no problem. We, we're here to help you, man. We're here to fix stuff for you, like that uh, my nice uh, crappy old monitor here. It, right. It's a Daytech. Ooh, I've seen those. Lost another loan to Daytech. Daytech. <laughs> you have seen Daytech? Yeah, yeah. It's a real right. piece of crap. It's very old. Yeah, but they're... And also the, the, the screen is like roundish like the old ones, remember? Oh, yeah. God, really? As opposed to, I mean, uh, even, even these uh, OptiQuest that I had, the one that was working there that burned out, was more of a flat screen. This one is roundish, so it looks like uh, a little on the strain side, you know? It's Art Deco. Is that what it is? <laughs> so I'm going to go out there tonight after I... In fact, that's my goal today. Now I've got to win enough money to go out and buy me a new nice monitor. I'm not going to charge the company for that because they're having tough times, you know? Are they? Well, I don't know if they are or not, but they sure as hell like for me to pay for my own equipment. So I'm used to it. Just like these, although I did get reimbursed for my Denon CD decks, although I did install them myself. Nice going, Neil, huh? Oh! I want you to envision any of our other fine broadcasters on this radio station installing equipment in a studio, huh? Stop and think about that, Mr. Hotshots. That's Mr.'s Hotshot to you, right? Right. So I'm going to go out and give me a nice uh, monitor. Any suggestion? Well, Josh will think about it. Yeah, does it really make a difference? Not really. Not really. Just, just get one of those nice new uh, flat ones. Huh? Yeah, that's get a it. Flat one. one of those nice big ones. 10.57 at QAM. Hey, this is the Neil Rogers Show. <laughs> this is the brain. Any questions? Coming up tonight, an inside the behind the true Hollywood celebrity music biography profile story. They weren't psychedelic, and they didn't wear furs. Yet they were the psychedelic furs. What the hell were they trying to pull? You 
just a couple of words put together, psychedelic furs. We weren't really saying anything, really. Yeah, well, that was the whole problem of the damn stupid 80s, wasn't it? A bunch of meaningless crap laid over a bunch of crappy drum machines and lame-ass synthesizers. Ow! Jesus! God, I wouldn't give to have one jerk from every crappy 80s band line up right now so I could beat the crap out of every single one of them. Oh, my God. Human League and Kaja Goo Goo? And you guys, flock of freaking seagulls. This is fantastic. Over there is Spandau Ballet and Duran Duran and those jagoffs they did Eye of the Tiger. Bring them on. Excuse me. Who are you? I'm the guy from Psychedelic Furs. Isn't this my segment? Oh, yes, you're absolutely right. No, 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 no. It's a big, juicy, sopping wet look at show business tonight. On Inside the Behind. Can I just... It's 11.02 at 5.60, WQM. Happy 1st of Junio, baby. It's the 1st of June. And uh, you forgot to remind me when I was talking to the Humper this morning. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. What was it that you're supposed to remind me about? I don't know. It had something to do with some sports or racing or horses. Or something. <laughs> Gary Cohen. Oh, yeah. I see you should know because he had a sister, Mary. Mary Cohen. Yeah. Her brother, Marty. And Marty Cohen, right. Five six seven oh five sixty. This pool for tomorrow is just, I just love that. And it's called is that called living in the past? I don't know. It's it's fun to reminisce about stuff that uh, was when it was good, you know? Yeah. Right? No, it's it's fun. And then and, but it does it's kinda of depressing though, because you think, boy, look at all these great prices and, and now look what we got. You know, Pop right. had Jenko, look what we got now. Speaking of depressing, since we still don't have the fax machine. Yes. Luke says, Neil, thank you for that link of George Galloway's testimony. The best. That guy's got real balls. Love you, Luke. Okay. Get a life, Luke. Will you please? I have no life. We like you a lot, Luke, but uh, cut the crap. Gary Cohn. Don't let me forget. He was a jockey, and then he became a jockey agent, and um, there's a jockey, David Cohen, in California. I, I don't know what that was all about. Why did I want to know that? I don't know. I don't know. Because it's something Hank will know, okay? He knows these things. Right. He now. knows stuff. There's stuff that he knows that nobody else knows. Believe me, he ain't going to tell us, but nevertheless. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil, how you doing, Pally? Okay, Pally, what do you got? I got three things for you, Neil. First off, I'm just calling you guys. I don't know if it's my cell phone or if it's you guys. I called three times, and I got some guy, Octavio, leaving me a, to leave him a message. <laughs> So the other thing is this, um, the old, old restaurant... Oh, I'll tell you, that's Clarence's new boyfriend, yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, do you remember Doria's restaurant down, like, Hollandale area? What was it? Doria's, Italian restaurant. Doria. Oh, Doria. I never heard of it. Never heard of it, huh? Oh, no. man, great Italian food. And one last thing, Neil. Um, yesterday, on, on your poll, I missed it. Nobody said Jennifer Capriati, did they? Jennifer Capriati was a stiff? Well, in the beginning, you remember she had to go to rehab with the drugs and, and the whole mess. Yeah, but that was a personal thing, but she was a fine player. Man, you just don't get it. You, you guys... I have no life. See, stiff doesn't mean personal. It means in terms of their performance. Hey. That's why we're getting, like, uh, two calls for Jose Consucco, you know. What is wrong with you people? The question is whatever they want it to be. Oh, right? I see. I, that's right. I forgot about that. Whatever they interpret it to be. She was one fine little tennis player there, Jennifer Capriati. Not that I care about that, and she also smoked a good bong. God. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. I heard it had a long... Yes, sir. What did he say? Hiya, Pally. That was it? That wasn't even close. WQAM, hello. How's that for prepping? 
<laughs> Maybe we could hook Preston up with uh, with Ron, huh? Yeah, let's hook him Talk up. about needing to be Baker-acted. Wow, is there any doubt about it? No. No. There'll be a little knock on the door in about an hour, Ron, okay? Just go quietly. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, David Cohen sucks. Tyler Bates is God. Tyler Bates is the man, man. Yeah, baby. See you. Okay. Hey, there's a racing guy. He knows this is a racing crap. He ain't no Javier Castellano, though. You just like Javier Castellano because you think he's cute. That's true. He's a good jockey. He ain't no Cash Asmussen. Anyway, five six seven. Oh, here's the whole thing. Pat Buchanan says uh, felt was a traitor. Oh, you you know, Pat Buchanan, I guess, is reverting back to his origins. I you guess. know, you can take the you can take the uh, Nazi out of the uh, camp, but you can't take the uh, Nazi out of the uh, Nazi. So it's more important to be loyal to your boss than to America, right? The people who actually pay your salary and the people who you swore an oath to protect the interests of. I find this story most amusing because earlier in the day, Woodward and Bernstein were saying, oh, well, we're going to continue honoring his request. I mean, the guy says, hey, guess what? It's me. I'm it. I hold my hand up in the air. And my family says I'm a hero and I ought to tell everybody. And he did the interview with Vanity Fair. And then finally, the Washington Post confirmed that W. Mark Felt, a number two official at the FBI, was deep throat. The secretive source who provided information and helped unravel the Watergate scandal in the early 70s and contributed to the resignation of the unctuous Richard M. Milhouse Nixon. The confirmation came from Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein to Washington Post reporters who broke the Watergate story and their former top editor, Benjamin C. Bradley, who was played in the movie by uh, Jason Robards. You saw that, All the President's Men? Mm-hmm. Long time ago. With Dustin Hoffman, Robert Redford, right, and yeah. Jason Robards. You know, Jason Robards was so great, and it just... I keep thinking about Magnolia. It's sad that you don't like it as much as you should like it. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is that he was dying uh, during the filming of the movie. A lot of that going on. Yeah. And so, like, he's sitting there with the tubes in his nose. He was great in there. He was a crusty, mean old son of a bitch. Uh And uh, then shortly after they finished the movie, he died, you know? He was a great actor. He was also in A Boy and His Dog. Yes, he was. With Don Johnson. Back when Don Johnson was, uh, right. uh, we liked him. Hard. And also back when, uh, it, was, it was very much like The Prisoner. I, I always think of The Prisoner and The Boy and His Dog as similar right. kind of sci-fi-ish uh, Same thing. Kind of atmosphere. Yeah. The Vanity Fair story said uh, Felt had admitted his historic anonymous role following years of denial. He was on denial with Cleopatra. And now he's on TV all over the place with his fine-looking grandson. What's his name, his grandson, Elmer Snodgrass? What is it? I don't know. I, I don't know. He sure looks awful good to me. But then again, so did Linda Tripp's son, and he got ugly. You know? Yeah. And that has a way of happening to people. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty of the Verizon and singular wireless. I think my mind is just a little bit off. Somebody, please come and baker act me, okay? Get me with a taser like that before it's too late. Because of that uh, walking in this morning and seeing of all the of all the pieces of equipment that needed to be off, that was the last one I needed to be not working. Was that monitor on the yeah. DCS? What's the DCS? You probably want to. Well, the DCS is uh, the thing that goes like. Like that, you know? It's got like just zillions of light, like things like this. It's our audio storage system. Right. It ain't no audio vault, thank God. Yeah. John Kerry made some. As opposed to the 360 that just goes you fair. like that. For short stuff. Yeah, it's a drop box. Like you and Maddie Bell, short stuff. 
Oh, speaking of that, this is really sad. This story, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. This is really bad. Villagers in India's Andaman and Nicobar Islands have refused to accept tsunami compensation that they say continues to be paltry. Last month, an inquiry was launched into payments as low as two rupees, less than five U.S. cents for tsunami, tsunami damage. Less than five cents! Now villagers are refusing compensation ranging between 100 to 200 rupees. Well, let's see, 200 would be 100 times, that'd be five bucks. Yeah, don't spend it all in one place. Right. Thousands of islanders were killed, as we know. Uh, many uh, survivors were made homeless. India's central government promised millions of dollars in aid to the Andamans and the, after the tsunami. Travel spokesmen said the government kept victims waiting for three months, and then, after all that time, provided joke compensation. What a joke, huh? Yeah, Those Indians, man, what a sense of humor. Maybe that's why they smell like that. Charity Champion, that's uh, the Indians from India, of course. Charity Champion from Champion Village in the Nakauri Islands in the south of the archipelago received a check for two Indian rupees for damage to her coconut trees. Oh, that's going to be your compensation for those uh, awful trees they took out of your yard. Yeah, about that. Yeah, two rupees. Now, in northern Andaman Islands, villages are refusing compensation ranging from 100 to 200 rupees. The island administration has published a list of villages whose residents have not yet picked up their compensation. Janet Mua and 46 other villages have been sanctioned 8,650 rupees, that's 201 bucks, and 184 rupees, $4 for every person for more than three acres of prime farmland damaged by seawater. I don't understand that. They've been sanctioned? What does that mean? I don't know. As Malik, uh, A.S., oh, I see, A.S. Malik and 20 other villagers have been allotted over 5,000 rupees, 116 bucks, at 238 rupees, 5 bucks for every person for their damaged farm. That was it goes on. It's, it's a joke. It's a big joke. Hey, you had some damage. You lost uh, your ass. You, uh, well, here's a, here's a couple of rupees. Stick these where the moon don't shine. Not even baby rupees? No, they open up that envelope and see two rupees in there and say, what's that? Is what they're doing. And, of course, with that kind of sense of humor, you know, why are they getting screwed up? When it comes to sports, we're the authority. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Action. Absolutely. When it began... Anakin was a nice guy Now he's been pulled to the dark side Don't make me destroy you He'll fight Obi-Wan And fall in a pit of lava Where all the good in him is bright And I can't stand the Ewoks 
but love those Jedi lightsabers do. C-3PO Except I and C-3PO Yoda and R2-D2 Everything about them just WQAM. I'll tell you one thing. Who really gets on my nerves big time? I cannot stand him. I don't want to see him. I don't want to know from him. And that is Neil Diamond. I think you're an anti-Semite. He's Jewish. Like didn't you know? No, I did not. Neil Diamond is Jewish. Get out of here. Where'd you come up with that crap? Oh, are you kidding? You never knew. He's not Jewish. Okay. Next, you're going to be telling me that John Wayne was Jewish. Well, it's no joke. Hurricane season, which starts today, brings good news and bad news, says the Sun Sentinel. The bad news first. A Colorado scientist with a respectable record of predicting the number of hurricanes each season sees more storms on the horizon this year. Oh, my God. Now the good news. A veteran meteorologist with the National Weather Service, whose theory also holds water, says the number of hurricane landfalls is linked to how wet the season's May is, and the month just ended had plenty of rain, which means fewer storms striking Florida. All right. Now, good news? Either way, experts urge residents to be ready. Get that visqueen, get your duct tape, get your ducks in a row. And last, as last season proved, when an unprecedented four hurricanes were in the state, anything is possible, they say. In other words, they don't know crap. But a beep, but a boop, but a bop, you know, they're all doing that big uh, song and a dance. The big shuffle. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. How is that poll coming? The one I'm not even thinking about because I'm all whipped up about the one for tomorrow. What's the biggest rip off today? We got four hundred and thirty eight votes. Gas prices one oh nine. Medical insurance one oh two. Prescription drug prices a hundred. Now, what the hell company was it that I saw yesterday that they pulled all their drugs off the market and the FDA waited five days to tell the public? Did you see that? No. The Food and Drug Administration, those people all belong in jail, most of them on death row, as a matter of fact, mm -hmm. as they continue to permit the poisoning, the drugging, the, the absolute rape of the American public. But nevertheless, uh, prescription drugs, 100. Stating concessions, 42. Hospital treatment, 27. Car insurance, 24. College tuition, 18. Credit card companies, 10. Taxes, 3. Pyramid schemes, 2. That's what Dick Clark says. QAM online auction one and paying to see Revenge of the Schmidt one. Speaking of Dick Clark, we don't hear no more about him. I'm going to have to start no. picking up the tabloids again. Uh huh. Find out how many strokes he's had since we had the last bulletin about him. About 30, man. We can only hope. WQAM, hello. How you doing, Bill? Okay, sir, what do you got? I've got the biggest ripoff. And it yes? is George W. Bush. He's ripping off this country. 
Is it a coincidence that I farted right this just then? You farted right in the middle of that call. Well, oh, wow. how appropriate. Steamy, huh? hot. In fact, I hope it really was uh, just Woo! just uh, created an, an environment of uh, gloom and doom. No doubt. i got to light the candle. The kind that just makes you feel like uh, life isn't even worth living, like Good something Lord. crawled inside of you and died. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, that yes, guy sir. sort of had his thumb on it. It's not George W. Bush, the biggest rip of the electoral process. Or that's a, it's a toss-up between that or building stadiums for these billionaires so they could play baseball in. And, uh, and another thing is um, that sighting of Michael Jackson and Kmart, that um, he was there because he heard that the uh, boys' pants were half off or something. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, God, boys' pants were half off. Well, he just wanted to get there and finish the job, I guess, huh? <laughs> well, this guy had, I bet he had it all written down on his uh, wrist like in Memento, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, and I was going to ask uh, about monitors. This is my question. If the one burned out since this studio was, like, all built at the same time and equipment's mm -hmm. all been here the same length of time, if that one burned out, yeah. what about the other two that I've got? In other words, you see what I'm saying? Right. Well, now... In other words, do they burn out because of the element of time that they've been operating, or generally. would the DCS one burn out faster because of the fact it's got the bright colors on there, the red and the green and no, the blue? No, that doesn't have anything to do with it. It has nothing to do with lifespan. Okay. Now, you have regular, like, cathode ray tube monitors. They're all your monitors. They're not flat screens, are they? Cathode ray tube! You know, the big boxy ones as opposed to the flat that, ones. That is correct. Okay, yeah, those will die, and there's no stopping it. Just by being on. Those tubes have a lifespan. I see. Like your TV has a lifespan. No, no, when your TV starts going, it gets a little dark. Yeah, but a TV don't uh, die out in three years. Three uh, and a half years. If you leave it on continuously. It well, this, this one only gets on for like four hours a day. Right, well, there you go. Yeah, there I go what? Well, how does that answer my question? If, so what are you saying? If the monitors that you turn off will last longer than the monitor that you leave on. Well, how about if I turn them off right now? See ya. Bye. No, it's just, so in other words, what you told me before the show, you're not understanding my question. It's right. it's too late. To, like Cornelius Brothers and Sister Rose said, it's too late to right. turn they back have, now. They have a lifespan. They are already where they are now. So my point being, for for example, if you put in three light bulbs, 300-watt light bulbs, in three different lamps on the same day, the odds are in the, all right. three of them would probably go out at approximately not exactly the same second or the same minute, right. but roughly the same time period, right? Uh, am I right or am I full of crap? You're right, assuming that they've all been left on right. the same amount of time. Correct. Right. They have hours of usage. That's the right. Extent. Right. And when, what about these things, these same, monitors? Same thing. Now, some monitors that you have might be better than others, you know, if they're, unless they're... Uh, they're all the same. Okay. Then they'll probably burn out relatively close to each other. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. So I should probably replace all three of them, right? Or at least have a spare on hand so that you can uh, switch it out as it goes. Hey, that's a good idea. This crappy Daytech one I got here, this is fine for a spare. Right. It there definitely is not my idea of what I want to sit there and look at every day because it's like, it's concave, mm -hmm. uh, whatever so you, you go buy It's a piece of crap. A new monitor, buy two, hook the one up and keep the other one in the closet. No, no, you're missing my point. This one can be the spare. Okay. Hey, listen, you're spending my money pretty loose and fast there, mister, for a little punk like you that's making 50 cents an hour. 
Better just slow it down a little bit. All right. Go out and buy three monitors. What do you think? I'm some kind of like a, a big shot here? Yeah, a millionaire. If I have a good day at Woodbine today, maybe I can afford to go out. Now, how much for a nice monitor? Huh? Give me a, a ballpark price. How much? 200 bucks for a, a normal. 200 bucks? 300 for a better Oh, game. 300 Go ahead and get a flat screen, yeah. Yeah, go get yourself a nice plasma for 800 Nice big Plasma guy, you know. my ass. <laughs> I'll get a hose. <laughs> or just a cube. God, eight hundred bucks. Are you out of your mind or yeah, what? Yeah, nice thirty-inch no, I don't, plasma. I don't need no plasma. Yeah. A nice flat screen would be just fine. Yeah, two hundred bucks maybe. Two hundred bucks. I could afford that. In fact, so I got to go out and win six hundred bucks today. No problem. When it comes to sports, we're the authority. Sports Radio Five Sixty. Only in the Banana Republic, baby. Only in Miami. I am Mo Howard the Taylor, the Gretchen and the Mansion. All over my old face are blue and reddish, forceful veins. I don't know why they hate me, or why they always rate me. It must be because I got these blue and reddish, forceful veins. A vein pop on my arm like a Rand McNally map, a lock of what? I got veins on my nose, and nobody knows that under my clothes I wear pantyhose. But that don't mean that I'm gay. If you think my arms are bad, you ought to see my legs. I might as well keep them smooth and shaved to show a little class the next time I'm ready. I could go to a surgeon, but that gives me the shivers. I would not want to walk out looking like Joan Rivers. Uh, where am I? I fired the beast, the fat little freak. I did him a favor. Now he can't afford to eat. The reason I dismissed that stinking fat bastard is because he wouldn't shut up, and he can't play canasta. There's somebody talking over there. Nobody talks when I rap. I rap, then you talk. Hey, look at me. I'm hip, hip. I ain't no square. I'm a ding-dong daddy, man. I'm really dead. I fire anyone I want. I don't care. Especially if they make me flip my wig made of smelly green hair. I got fired myself. It even happens to the greats. Westwood once said, you'll get out of here or else we break your legs. So now I sit by the pool. Life's as good as it gets. With my paladin cocktail, placing bets on the jets. In paradise. Paradise. I don't kiss nobody's ass in paradise. I'll be shoving down the scroogans when I get the chance. But the cleaners aren't ready with my lime green pants. How long does it take? Kelsey crawling complaint. It was just a little thought. So what I left this thing? <laughs> think that's funny? Want a knuckle sandwich, buddy? I can do what I want, because the management loves me. Can I tell you something, Mo? Something you ought to know. For the longest time, I wanted you to be my hoe. You have my type, pal. Now answer great. Tell no. <laughs> what are you doing? I won't take no for an answer. Well, get out of here. <laughs> Not you. Get out of there. Get out of Eleven thirty-two, twenty-eight till noon. Haven't heard that in a long time. Not too long. So I better go out and get me. Um, see, I don't know what you're talking about because I can always take these two that are still working and they can be my spares. They're, right. That's right. That is correct. Put them in the uh, closet. Sure. My closet at least has got a lot of room in it. Unlike mm-hmm. a lot of others, I can think of. <laughs> Punta Gorda, Florida. Punta Gorda. No charge will be filed against two teenagers whose fight with a school bus driver was caught on videotape and broadcast nationwide. Worldwide. I've seen it over in uh, Europe. Stepbrothers Mark Ernest Dickinson, 15, and Corey Jean Hendershot, 13, had been arrested on felony assault on a school official. A fight broke out May 17 between driver Albert Taylor and the boys when he told one of them to put his seatbelt on, and Dickinson cursed Taylor, who remains charged with misdemeanor battery. And I'm going to say it again. We want to go to bat for the uh, bus driver. 
Yeah, the battered right? bus driver. More power to him, man. That's Kick right. those kids' ass. Zap them. Get the old... That's who should have been the taser right there. Mm-hmm. I said that every school bus driver ought to have a taser gun on the bus. Yeah. They should have Charles wired. That's a good idea. Just fry their ass a little bit. You don't have to kill them, but just fry them a little bit. Put a charge into them. That'll change their altitude. Charlotte County State Attorney Stephen B. Russell said in a statement that the boys, the case against the boys couldn't be proven. After reviewing all the evidence, including the entire 15-minute videotape of the incident, all of these things. we cannot prove beyond a reasonable doubt that either of the juveniles violated a criminal law, Russell said in a statement. While the actions of the juveniles were disrespectful, rude, and profane, their behavior needs to be addressed by their parents in the school district. Russell Kershey, the boy's attorney, said his clients are pleased that the state attorney's office declined to pursue the case against the teenagers. I'm going to tell you something right now. It's a good thing for them that this happened before October the 1st. You know that? That's right. Yeah, because right. after October 1, the bus driver, he ain't going to have a taser anymore. He's going to have a, a, a laser. Yeah, that's right. A laser and a taser and a piece is what he's going to have. Like a 357 Magnum sounds good to me. By the way, Colt 45, either to shoot or drink. Uh, what is it? Uh, check your fax machine. I think we might have. Uh, oh, no. Look at that. My fax is working now. <laughs> See, first we got the monitor replaced in here. Now we got the fax machine, the phone line up and going. How do you like that? All right. Biggest ripoffs flood insurance. Okay, there's one for you to add flood insurance, mm. software licenses, and timeshares. Three excellent choices, which we thank you for so much. Our fax machine's working now. Oh! I mean, not that the machine wasn't working on this end. Right. And, by the way, it was a mm problem. It was a what? Mm -hmm. well, what does that mean? It wasn't inside the building. Oh, exactly. Joe says, if you're going to buy a CRT, buy a ViewSonic, a Sony, a Samsung, a Panasonic, an LG, don't buy a Viewtron... Oh, you know something? Wait a minute. Hang on a second. All right. Ah, hold on, please. Oh, ViewSonic. Yeah. ViewSonic is the sticker on the back of these uh, things. Is that ViewTron? I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. He says if you're going to buy one, buy a ViewSonic. Well, that's what I got. How do you like right. that, Joe? They actually gave me some good stuff in here. Maybe that's why it works most of the time. It says, don't buy Viewtron, Daytech. Uh-oh, Daytech, that's the cheap little uh, piece of crap. Oh, that's just a spare. That's just an emergency one. Compaq or e-machines or anything else that seems like a good deal. It does matter what brand you get. Not that your engineering staff would know a good monitor from a light bright. Spend at least 200 bucks. It's not like you're missing any meals. Oh, our engineering department, they wouldn't know their ass from my elbow. But that's, they got nothing to do with this. They're out of the loop on this. See, I take care of my own studio here. And if we do need an engineer, we get our friend from up here in Toronto, not from down there. Eric uh, suggests a Sony or an NEC. An NEC. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let me write that down right now. Sony or an NSC? NEC. Hey, I mean, I know NEC. Don't right. start with me, mister. Well, you know, your dyslexia. I know my electronic civility. crap. N-C-E-N, whatever it is. The boys could still face disciplinary action, going back to that story from the school district, but Kershey said there's been no indication what school officials will do. He said, now Taylor's attorney, Mark DeSisto, said yesterday that Taylor shouldn't be charged with a crime either. And, of course, he happens to be... Absolutely correct, sir. Got his thumb right on it. You bet. He said Taylor, 66, was acting in self-defense in the confrontation with the teenagers and should also be covered by state law that allows school personnel to use hands-on discipline in a matter of safety for other students unless it's excessive force or unusually cruel punishment. I thought he was kind of like a little weak, if you ask me. He should have beaten the snot out of him. Simple battery in itself is not excessive or cruel or unusual, the Sisto said. There should not have been a charge. 
I agree. When Taylor told Hendershot to sit up front, the boy refused. The driver, whom friends described as a kind and gentle man who had been under stress since his house was destroyed by Hurricane Charlie, walked to the back of the bus. Dickinson got in his way and cursed at him. Taylor then slapped Dickinson in the face and grabbed his throat. The video showed Dickinson is seen on the video pushing and punching the bus driver like a wild animal. If convicted of the misdemeanor charge, Taylor could face up to a year in prison. My ass! He's on paid suspension from the Charlotte County School District. We're going to take it all the way to the Supreme Court if they uh, start messing with him, okay? I mean, I don't know the guy or what, uh, and they're saying he's a, a good guy and he lost his house in a hurricane. For crying out loud, cut him a little slack, will you, Jack? What's wrong with you people out there? Lunatics. Just let him let him be, okay? And take these kids and just uh, put them in the bottle of, bottom of a pool for about two, three hours. That should that should calm down a little bit, wouldn't you think? Sure, that works. Put them in the bottom of And no wonder the kids are acting like animals because even the Boy Scouts are liars. How do you like that? And bigots. An independent investigation of the Atlanta area Boy Scouts found that the organization inflated its number of black scouts by more than 5,000 in a program for inner-city youth. The executive director of the Atlanta Boy Scouts resigned after the report was released. Auditors said scout officials assigned to inner-city areas may have felt pressure to demonstrate membership growth, which is a part of their performance evaluations. Membership numbers are also used to help determine funding from the United Way, a major scout's donor. Another reason I can't stand the United Way. They can take their curds and weigh and stick them both in a big cube. The audit found that former scouts... Uh, too old to participate, remained on the membership list, and that boys who had only attended informational meetings about the program were signed up too. In one example, an official changed the birth date of 87 Cub Scouts so they'd be old enough to participate in the program. In another case, an official continued to report membership of a church Boy Scout unit, although the church had burned down three years before. How do you like that, huh? The inflated numbers also included 200 Scout units that didn't even exist. Nice. Operation First Class was designed to increase participation by boys in the country's poorest areas, and it provides the boys books, uniforms, other opportunities, including scholarships for camp. Joe Beasley, uh-oh, regional director of the Rainbow Push Coalition, claimed in October that the 13-county Boy Scouts Council was reporting twice as many black participants as actually were actively involved. Georgia Boy Scout officials then commissioned a law firm to independently investigate the complaint. I'll tell you one thing. I'm beginning to think that Georgia is the most racist state in the country, you know? Yeah. I mean, people would say, like, North Carolina, Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi. I think Georgia is the most... They're still doing the uh, segregated the senior proms there, for crying out loud, right. for Christ's sakes. No wonder deliverance was so enjoyable, as we got to see the real story of what goes on in Aintree and up the old Kohulawasi River and up the old... Shaft. 20 till noon at 2 a.m. When it comes to... Carrie is our new American Idol. Bo Lossie can pack up and go home. Not enough rednecks at a telephone. He was just a Constantine replica. Oh, 
Oh, man, that's what I'm concerned about. I'm whipped up about American Idol. Let's bring it back. What do you say? No. Now, come on, let's start all over again. Let's go back to square one. Bo bite. And find out, is William hung or not? Governor Bush signs, there's a, I don't want to say it. Governor Bush signs a bill increasing regulation of abortion clinics. What a surprise, huh? Nope. Your fat-ass governor, Jeb Bush, signed a bill yesterday increasing state oversight of abortion clinics that provide second trimester abortions, saying he did so gladly with pride and conviction. And when it comes to conviction, he and his uh, smuggling wife and his wild-ass kids, they all, and his, not to mention the daughter, they all ought to be convicted. Without conviction, my ass, you fat-ass idiot, you. Bush said the new law wasn't related to his anti-abortion views, but later added that he was motivated in part by his desire to create a culture of life in our state. Oh, brother, a life in Florida. Talk about an oxymoron, huh? Life in Florida. You can't complain about the life in that state because, generally speaking... Oh, and there's a huge blob on the radar. Yeah. Greens and yellows mm -hmm. and purples and chartreuse and, uh, and enough to make you want to van loose. Man, it looks nasty out there. It's coming like up uh, Monroe County and Broward and Dade and Palm Beach, all of these things. I, mean, I just mentioned that in passing. It's going to be a nasty, horrible day. Here, on the other hand, it's sunny as all hell. Oh, we had a whole bunch of houses um, uh, fall down a mudslide in Laguna uh, Beach, California. Yeah. Now, do you feel sorry for people that build houses like on the edge of cliffs or like in places where they no, have mudslides? No, I was uh, talking about it the other day. I remember being in California. Sunny in 72 right now. It's going to be 77 today in Toronto. Go ahead. I'm sorry. On the beach looking up at the uh, at those really, really expensive houses up on the cliffs. Yeah. You know, with the, um, the supported by uh, like a framework there, just teetering right there on the edge of the cliff. Teetering, yeah. And I remember I was nine years old and I remember thinking, uh, you know, those uh, cliffs look like... Um, you know, they collapsed only recently. You know, you could see the uh, the exposed dirt and everything like that. Uh -huh. I'm thinking, huh, that's not a pretty smart place to build a house. So anyway, a whole bunch of homes uh, just uh, slid down the old uh, cliff yeah. in Laguna Beach, California. Surprise. Right. Three former Milton Academy students in Quincy, Ma Quincy Mass charged with statutory rape after they had oral sex with a 15-year-old female student struck a deal with prosecutors today that allows them to avoid prison time. The deal calls for the three teens to serve two years of pretrial probation, after which the criminal charges will be dropped if they stay out of trouble. Spokesman Kevin Bowe said the three, all 17, must also attend counseling, perform 100 hours of community service, and write a letter of apology to the girl. They're also pro prohibited from having any contact with her. The teens each read letters to the victim's family in Quincy District Court, but the girl wasn't present. The incident turned a public spotlight on the prestigious boarding school just south of Boston. A school investigation found that several hockey players received oral sex from the girl in a series of locker room incidents in January. Two 16-year-old students were charged last month in juvenile court. Their names were not released. How do you like that? Several hockey players received oral sex from the girl in a series of locker room incidents in January. Huh. On Tuesday, prosecutors announced the statutory rape charges against Alex Cassiano of Pembroke Pines, Florida. Jay Driscoll of Milton, Mass., and Pasco Scar uh, Scarica of Bethpage, New York. They were to have been arraigned this morning in Quincy District Court, but they reached a deal with prosecutors instead. All five teams were expelled from Milton Academy. A school spokeswoman did not immediately return calls. How do you like that? Hockey players receiving uh, sex. Yes. Disgraceful. You get expelled for that now? No, you get a letter of congratulations. I would think. 
5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. I'm just getting really, uh, just a little bit much, you know. It's one thing if it's forced, if it's, uh, you know what I'm saying? Right. But when they're, uh, that whole ready, willing, and able deal. 523 votes on the pool. What's the biggest ripoff today? Gas prices. Thank you, Mr. President, for those low bargain basement gas prices, especially during the summer holiday driving season and the 4th of July coming. Thank you, Mr. President. You sure you got your nose on it? Gas prices 136, medical insurance 123, prescription drug prices 111, stadium concessions 50, car insurance 30. About 30, man. Hospital treatment 29, credit card companies 18, uh, colors tuition 18, pyramid schemes, uh, skim schemes 5, taxes 4, QAM online auctions got a pair. How much you want to spend for them? Uh, paying to see revenge of the Schmidt 2. Flood insurance, one, and timeshares don't have any. Well, how many people do you think in this audience ever used a timeshare? I don't know. Several, I'm sure. You think maybe... Absolutely. About, about 30, man. I doubt it. Five six seven oh five sixty. I, I don't think uh, they really do that as much as they used to years ago. I really wouldn't know. I think uh, Jimmy and Tammy Faye Baker probably cured a lot of people of that deal. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing today? Pretty good, Pally. What do you got? I wanted to ask you something. You know the the law that's in place uh, be, for the separation between church and the state? The well, law what? that's in place, you mean like the Constitution? Yeah. You got it. Well, one thing I, I never understood. If, if you go into a courtroom, why, why do they make you swear on the Bible and, and swear to God that you're going to tell the truth if there's a separation between the two? Well, I don't understand that. Because they're hypocrites, because they're full of crap, because they make exceptions wherever it's convenient for them, because they're a bunch of goody-twos, Bible-thumping, uh, intolerant idiots. That's why. It, it, it must be. I mean, can't, can't they just ask you, do, do you swear to tell the truth, and that's it, upon yourself? Yeah. Not, if, not in front of God. I mean, well, I what, if you're, what right if you're an atheist? I would do, yeah. If you're an atheist, you don't believe in God, so how are you going to ask somebody to swear unto something that they don't believe? You have well, don't, don't confuse us with the facts now, so you're getting a little bit uh, carried away. By the way, Dan Weldon, who won the Indy 500, I just saw him there on the news. He looks uh, like a pretty interesting guy to me. That's unusual because most of them race car drivers are like mugwumps. They're mostly that Tennessee-looking crowd, you know? Oh, yeah. Five, seven, this guy wants, like, a logical answer. You know, his question is fine, but the, uh, the fact of the matter is uh, quit making trouble. They're going to do it the way they want to do it. That little thing called the Constitution, separation of church and state. Don't uh, confuse these farbition, uh, intolerant religionists with the facts or with the law, any of these things. Okay, sir? All of these things. That's right. Look at this. There's Ted Turner. Began CNN June 1st, 1980. They're making a big song to dance. Today is their 25th anniversary. Are we impressed? No. In fact, I just put a really good uh, story on the website for tomorrow about what a pile of crap CNN has turned into. In the beginning, how they try to, like, uh, you know, a little bit uh, go right down the middle of the line. And now it's just... Uh, uh, in fact, even back in the day when they started with the Crossfire thing, they had the, the Farbisson right-wingers like Pat Buchanan and Novak and these guys. And on the left, it was always like either some 100-year-old guy. I can't think of the name of that guy who used to be on there in the beginning, the liberal guy. He was about 110 years old. He was about as weak as a jellyfish. And then they had that Michael Kinsley, you know, with the glasses, one of those real uh, pansy-looking guys. You fairy! And then, of course, uh, James Carville, who's uh, illiterate, basically, thinks he's very funny. And is just, um, just He's one of those guys who laughs at his own material, you know, a lot. Oh, yeah. Just obsessed with himself. But then what do you expect from a guy that's married to Mary Magdalene? I don't get oh, that. Oh, speaking of really a great humor, 
They fed them well. The Pakistani tribesmen slaughtered the sheep in honor of their guests. Arabs and Chinese Muslims famished from fleeing U.S. bombings in the Afghan mountains, but their hosts had ulterior motives to sell them to the Americans, said the men who were now prisoners at Gitmo. They sold them like slaves. Nice. Bounties ranged from three grand to $25,000. The detainees testified during military tribunals, according to transcripts the U.S. government gave the ANP to comply with the Freedom of Information lawsuit. A former CIA intelligence officer who helped lead the search for Osama Yomama told AP the account sounded legitimate because U.S. allies regularly got money to help catch Taliban al-Qaeda fighters. Gary Schroen said he took a suitcase of $3 million in cash into Afghanistan himself to up supply and win over warlords to fight for U.S. special forces. It wouldn't surprise me if we paid rewards, said Schroen, who retired after 32 years in the CIA, soon after the fall of Kabul in late 2001. He recently published the book First In, an insider's account of how the CIA spearheaded the war on terror in Afghanistan. Schroen said Afghan warlords like General Rashid Dostum were among those who received bundles of notes. It may be that we were giving rewards to people like Dostum because his guys were capturing a lot of Taliban al-Qaeda, he said. Pakistan has handed hundreds of suspects to Americans, but Information Minister Sheikh Rashid Ahmed told the AP, no one has taken any money. Do you believe that? No. No. How do you like that? Hmm. How about that? They were selling them like slaves at Gimmo. But but the U.S. doesn't do things like that. that, Amnesty International, they're just a bunch of commie, pinko, uh, bedwetting, slime balls. That's all they are. That's right. Troublemakers, un-American, unpatriotic, whatever they are. They suck. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yeah, hi. I want to talk to Neil, please. Speaking. Hey, Neil. Yeah. How you doing? Great. I want you. I want you to know something. You belong on TV, man. You're the not with this guy face. That, huh? Not with this face. No. Let me tell you something. Tell me I something. drive every day. The traffic is bad, but I listen to you, and I don't care what happens, man. You're the greatest. I am. And these people that call you, <laughs> they're up oh, your yeah. alley. <laughs> exactly. Hey, have a great day, Pally. Hey, listen. Nice to talk to you. Go for it. And say hi to Sally. You got it. She's my and, friend. And uh, kick, uh, kick it medium style. Five six seven oh five sixty. Tom, 560 on the Verizon and singing. See, if I were on TV, he couldn't listen to me on the radio every day, so it's a good thing for him I am on the radio. That's right. Of course, we had that whammy show. That was... Uh, yeah. See, I don't want to be involved. Anybody remembers that thing, which I hope you don't. I had nothing, no control over that. That was part of the really good idea. That I kept telling him, don't put these stupid-ass calls on here. They're terrible. Oh, no, oh, but the yeah, they know better. the calls on here. Yeah. That Matty Lesham boy. Yeah, Matty Lesham. What a piece of turd, man. I hope somebody poisoned his homentation on Purim, you know what? I hope just like just like they did with the cannoli in Godfather Three with uh, what was his name? Eli Wallach. Oh, yeah. What was his character? Don uh, uh, Johnson. What Don was of, his name? Don Obnoxious. Don Altabello. Oh yeah, is that it? Wow. Yeah, that's what do you mean? Is that it? Hey, you're messing with an expert here now, an expert pervert. Are you kidding me? Was that it? Your I mama. Put that movie out. Don Altabello, man. And then he says to Connie, here, you taste it. You're so skinny. And she like, I, I can't even describe what you did. When it comes to entertainment. And then there's hockey players I think might know. Biggest personality. QAM. Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. Oh, yeah, the way you do it. Hey, Mr. Moe, man, you teach me the joy, 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 jo
Exactly. 1204560 WQAM. I love the way they both do it, you know what? <laughs> and that's because they're both Jewish. I mean, there ain't no goy that can do it but them Jew boys. Here's a, a fax that says, Crossfire from the left. Tom Braden, that's the guy that crossed the old fart. Remember Tom Braden? Probably not. No. Looked at least over, uh, uh, not a week over 100. Treated him like crap, it says. Fired him for Kinsley. Was smart, but not good on TV, to say the very best. Thank you. Here, this fax here, this may be the best fax we've ever gotten. It's pretty good. It's cute. It says, actually, somebody took the time to type this on here to make it look uh, almost authentic. Right. <coughs> From the desk of Steve Kane, South Florida's highly rated talk show host, as well as a leading collector and authority of serial killer fine art, baseball card, plastic surgery, and the adopting of Negro children. <laughs> it says, please add Burton Jacks to your list of uh, great businesses that have closed. I did put that on there on my uh, for tomorrow. Okay. And it also says, enjoy the coming Jewish and Christian and Christian holidays. Oh, God. Man, oh, man. Talk about going off the defense. Even June Ellison uh, sheds a tear when she thinks about Mr. Ego. Bad news. The widow of a Lake Worth Middle School teacher who was shot to death by student Nathaniel Brazil lost an appeals court fight today that was an effort to hold a gun distributor liable for distributing a defective product. Because guns, naturally, are the American Joyce and Wade. And don't ever Joyce and forget it. 
Attorneys for Pam Gruno, the widow of murdered Lake Worth Middle School teacher Barry Gruno, argued that the murder weapon was nothing but a cheap, poorly manufactured handgun designed solely to be used for crime. Her attorneys asked the 4th District Court of Appeals in West Palm Beach to reinstate the jury's decision that the gun's distributor, Sunrise-based Valor Corp., should pay Gruno and her two children $1.2 million in damages. Palm Beach Circuit Judge George Labarga threw out the November 2002 verdict, ruling that Valor could not be negligent under state law because jurors did not find the gun was a defective product. The right. appeals court ruled... What? It's right. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. Yeah, kill somebody. Yeah. The appeals court ruled that there was no liability on the part of Valor for distributing a gun that worked as it should. There you go. Bruno's attorneys argued at trial and before the appeals court that the Raven 25 caliber semi-automatic used by Brazil was a crime gun. Valor's attorneys <laughs> argued that the Raven is a legitimate weapon, often used for self-defense and by police officers, as a backup gun and not any different than more expensive handguns. Valor's attorneys also argued that Brazil was the person responsible for Barry Bruno's death. The 13-year-old student, Brazil, stole a gun from his grandpa and used it to shoot Bruno after being sent home from school in May 2000. Brazil was convicted of second-degree murder, sentenced to 20 years in prison, which isn't nearly enough, not even close to long enough. The fact that he might actually get out someday is enough to really send chills up and down your spine. And by the way, how's Lionel Tate doing now, speaking of guns? Yeah, okay. Now, if that pizza wouldn't have had anchovies on it, maybe everything would have been okay, you know I, I hate when that happens. He was sitting there when the cops showed up eating the pizza. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> why are you going to order it if you're not going to eat it? Well, What's true. wrong with you, mister? Yeah, you eat it on the run, though. Although, I'll tell you what he could have done. He could have sent it over to the ballpark for Josh. He could have. Right? He right, without anchovies? Without, no, no anchovies, please. Are there really people who like anchovies? You know, I, I thought it was a myth, and then I, I met some. Ooh, people. I've never met anyone. I, don't I can't it. even begin to imagine that. Of course, keep in mind, there's a lot of people who like sushi. <laughs> no, no, not even the, in the same ballpark. Why not? At, at least anchovies uh, don't look like they might still be alive. They're not like looking uh, back at you. Oh, they do look like they're alive. Anchovies? Yeah, they look like slugs. Ooh, yeah, slugs. That, oh, yeah, slugs are disgusting. Slugs. We've had a few oh. slugs in that sales department. Five, six, seven, like Skippy, for example. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty. Pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. The biggest ripoff today, or maybe a few for our list tomorrow. we got all kinds of crap going on today. we got a heavy plate. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, a big heavy-duty plate. Heavy Plus, i got to go out and buy me some uh, monitors now. Yeah, about 30. Uh, that would be a good idea. About 30, man. I always have one. So you're telling me, now, now in hindsight, but now when I get the new ones, I'm going to be turning them off religiously. Okay. No, seriously. In other words, at 2 o'clock comes, I'm turning the monitors off, unless later on when I'm doing a little work on the uh, internets, mm-hmm. I you know, might need to turn that one on, and then when I'm done, just shut it off. How, how much difference would that... I, I guess that's a stupid question, huh? It's like asking the difference between leaving your TV on right. forever or shutting it off when you're done watching it. Exactly. Although I remember back in the day, and of course this is the old fangled TVs, but back in the day they used to say it would take more uh, out of your... Test tube, your test tube, to uh, turn the set on and off and just leave it on. People say all kinds of crazy things. Well, that's what they used to say they back to in say the day that. when they were kicking it old style. <laughs> huh? Yeah, they say all kinds of things like that. You don't believe that? No. In other words, that surge? I mean, it's entirely, it's entirely possible, but in other words, that... Well, why don't you call Milo up and find out what's going on about yeah, that? I'll knock on his box. Milo Hamilton. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Neil. Yep. I just want to comment on the uh, 
The item we just talked about with the uh, gun manufacturer being sued. Yeah. If uh, if that if that Brazil kid had stabbed the teacher with a knife, would the widow have sued the knife manufacturer because yes. it was performed as a yes. I tell you one thing: if she'd have gotten it from Ron Popeil, she'd have sued his ass. <laughs> That's right. You see that nice knife set he's got for only fifteen easy payments of thirty-nine ninety-nine. You see that? Oh, oh, that'll slide right through you. Right. But I kind of see. In fact, he's got the one that's the crime knife. That's my favorite. It's, it says right on it. This is a crime knife. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you can be killed by and dices. You can be killed by a hammer, a knife. I mean, I don't know. I think gun manufacturers are sometimes. I'll tell you one thing, man. If I had a hammer, if I had the hammer, <laughs> that what you always say? I'm a homo. That was funny. Handguns, baby. That's what it's all about. Go on, buy a whole bunch of them. The following is a paid public service announcement from the International Rifle Association. In fact, I can't wait until Ron Popeil gets his own set of you. The knife set is a good start. Oh, all right. But when we get the Ronco gun set... Let's face it. Most of us will never be rich. Hell, we probably won't even be successful, and that's pretty damn depressing. But, as usual, with every problem, there is a solution. Hi, I'm Jim, and I'm here to tell you a little something about handguns. They scare the shit out of people and intimidate them into giving you whatever you want. That's right, handguns. Think about it. Need some cash? Rob a bank. Don't have enough money for beer? Pull up a convenience store. Take some chips and pretzels while you're at it. It's all free if you've got a handgun. Some son of a bitch cheating on your girlfriend? Kill him. It's a simple solution to life's complex problem. All you have to do is wait the five days for it, and happiness is just around the corner. Hell, if you don't want to wait the five days, who cares? Buy the damn thing off the street. Just buy a lot of handguns. It's a great alternative to working problems out and can be considered a population controller. Yes, handguns. They just might make you famous. Exactly. And starting October 1, don't even think about it. If somebody gives you a little bit of a hard time, just, uh, they're a threat. You thought that they represented a threat to your safety and your well-being and that they might actually do something bad to you, like give you a hangnail? Just blow their crap away. Don't take a chance, you know? That's right. Don't trust too many people. That's one thing I've learned all these hundred years I've been around. Just don't trust too many people, especially in this business. They look at you like a little bit uh, kind of cross-eyed, a little kind of funny, like maybe a little on the shady side. Just like that. If they went in like five mm -hmm. blocks and you were at the ATM out there starting October 1 in Florida, just blow that crap away. And then that way every, all the rest of us can be safe, too. And we thank you in advance. Remember the NRA motto, better to be judged by 12 than carried by 6. I thought the motto was, when in doubt, take them out. That's a new one. Oh. Real lesbian.
118 at 560 WQM. I'll tell you one thing. I'd much rather find out who killed JFK as opposed to, like, who was Deep Throat, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, who gives a crap about who was Deep Throat? Other than that, if they wouldn't have found out it was Mark Felt, we wouldn't have seen his grandson on TV and all those shots and making all these uh, speeches, right? So right. goes to show you, like I said, I'm very concerned about Deep Throat and Linda Lovelace and Harry Reams. Does he? I mean... Yeah, did. Harry was the opera boy. If anybody ever had the appropriate name... In fact, he actually spelled it, I think, H-A-I-R-Y. He should have. Harry Ream. Boy, he was just Harry. disgusting. He made Ron Jeremy look like an old smoothie. Now, maybe that's what Ron Jeremy's problem is. He's, he's eaten too many of them smoothies, huh? God, he is just a cow. As long as I live, I'll never forget that day. No, me either. When he sat right across from me, I could have reached out and just smacked him in the face. Man, and, and then he took it, he, he just, he, I, I thought he was joking, he was serious, he was offended by the fact that I called him grotesque and fat and hairy. I mean, you know. Yeah. W which one of those three was inaccurate? I don't know, maybe you thought grotesque was a little strong. Oh. <laughs> okay, let me say it again. Fat, hairy, grotesque, double-jointed. Yeah. Speaking of people that uh, we raised 14 eyebrows thinking about, that fat-ass governor, you know, Mr. Uh, Fetus Hugger, Embryo Hugger, Florida Governor Jeb Bush would be awfully good on the job of president, but the timing isn't right. His father and former president, George Herbert Walker, fascist Bush, told CNN last night, asked if he'd want Jeb to run. Bush said, oh, someday I would. Yes, yes. Bush, who was president from 89 to 93, appeared on Larry King Live with former First Lady Barbara, who doesn't want to mess up her beautiful mind with all those statistics about the dead American troops in Iraq. From the family compound at Kenny Bunkport, Maine, underlined the bunk part. Jeb Bush says, well, we know, but a but a His brother George ends his second presidential term in 2008. He's off, he'd be awfully good, the other Bush said. This guy's smart, big, and strong. Makes the decisions, and, you know, not without controversy, but he's led that state. Yeah, led him right into the toilet. That's where he's led Florida. He's got all these devious plans to subvert the world of the public, whether it's class size, whether it's the slot machines. Well, no matter what it is, you vote out with a bullet train. You want it, you ain't going to get it. Because your fat-ass governor is the Nazi chief of Florida. Make no mistake about it. And it's scary? Oh, there's uh, yeah. Mark Felt again. There's his grandson in the back, smiling. The confidentiality had been broken? No, our, our decision was based on what the family had clearly decided to do, uh, and the family's... Well, there's Leonard Downey. He's the executive editor of the Marginal Washington Post. 5670560, pound 560. We had a lot of good calls here today, haven't we? We've had some actual people with a little bit of something. Have we? A couple, right? In fact, that one, I just about peed my pants. And it wasn't that good, though, because I forgot what it was, but it was pretty good. It was all right. WQAM, hello. I agree with you, Nick. Okay, God, I'm really happy for you, okay? Find yourself a life. I have no Find life. Find yourself a sheep would be good. All of the animal cruelty people probably get really upset about that. We don't want to get the PETA people pissed off now that we know that Linda Blair is one of them. Oh, yeah. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Pretty good. Uh, can I add one to the poll? Yes, sir. Uh, real estate. No, you can say that all right. What's going on now? What is this it's all insane. about? I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, I've talked to George before, actually. I'm a psych nurse here in Miami. Uh, I'm a college graduate. My wife is a college graduate. Uh, we make very good money, and we can't afford anything uh, down here unless we want to live in Liberty City or Little Haiti. Everything right. is basically like 400000 or more, and that's for like a, a three-bedroom, two-bath, single-family home. Right. It's ridiculous. 
Crazy. Wait, yeah. wait for the bubble to burst, man. They'll give it to you. That's what we're waiting for. Good luck, Neil. Right, thanks. See you. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Of course, uh, those of us who own property in South Florida are pretty happy about that. I'll sell you my house for like two million. How's that? Yeah. Now the guy's absolutely correct. It's uh, insanity. Five six seven oh five sixty. And of course, tomorrow's thing. I, I'm I'm just whipped up to a frenzy. I know we've done it before. We've done a restaurant separately. We did businesses separate. But I think that uh, you know, favorite South Florida business that no longer it could be a restaurant, could be a department store, could be like a um, shoe shine stand, could be anything, right? Right. And, of course, this goes back. I mean, this is like, uh, how about the Playboy Club? I don't even remember that. We had one? Well, the Playboy Club originally was on the beach on Collins Avenue. And then the Playboy Club was, uh, once upon a time, on uh, uh, Biscayne, right like uh, across from the Pussycat Theater. Okay. 79th and Biscayne. Playboy Club. I was at the Playboy Club once with the idiots from IOD, with Jim Gallant and uh, a bunch of real morons. Oh, Bunny Barbara, Bunny Barbara. I have never seen a man in, act like such a moron as Jim Gallant. You don't know who that is. He, no. it was a, uh, they brought him in for about five minutes from Kansas City. The, uh, the general manager, his name was uh, Jim Abernathy, I believe, and the program director was Jim Gallant. Uh, yeah, Gallant. Oh, my God, what a moron. But anyway... And and uh, they took me to the Playboy Club. Wanted, I guess wanted to see my reaction, whether I got like aroused or something. I don't know what that is. They didn't hire me. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular Wireless lines. WDQAM, hello. The general manager is named QAM. Jim Gallant line. Not there. Maybe that was Jim Gallant. You think so? No. Maybe it was Bill Vines. WDQAM, hello. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. The whole question is, what's the biggest ripoff, right? Yes. My cable bill, man. What a killer. We aren't going to discuss that. No. <laughs> it's an excellent value. You better get with it, mister. You better kiss your set right now, okay? Kiss the phone, kiss your set, and kiss my Rectum. ass. 5670560. Oh, now, let's see. Which one of the salespeople was that? From which station? Uh oh now, look at that. A fatal exception has just occurred in my... There's just some strange stuff going on today, you know what? Must be the weather. What weather? The sun is shining. It's beautiful here. No, but it's raining here, so it's affecting you. It said press any key to continue, and I press the key, and nothing's happening. What does that mean? Uh, it's broken. I don't know. It says the current application will be terminated. I better, like, uh, do something. To... Like, restart. Oh, jeez. See, the monitor works, and now that's what's on it that's uh, screwed up. It's just one of those days. Maybe because it's the 1st of June, okay, and we're just not in tune. That must with be the, it. Uh, huh? We're out of sync. Oh, it's the Y2K thing catching up with us. That must be it. WQAM, hello. I have to agree with that. Okay, good. WQAM, hello. I'm at Walmart. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I, I remember the Playboy Club. It was on the June Road also. And, by the way, my, for, my favorite Florida business that is no longer here, the Florida Panthers, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, we love those Panthers. Oh, look at now. I just uh, restarted my computer. I rebooted it. What do you think about it? I think it'll work. I think it'll be just fine. There's some strange stuff going on there. You had that problem with the fax machine, and I had my monitor mm -hmm. died. Just died on me out of nowhere. And the interesting part of it is, I was in here working last night. I put a bunch of stuff in there, and then this morning it just died. Isn't it? A, wasn't I lucky? Wasn't it a fortuitous right. thing? That I chose to come in here and stuff all of that crap in there last night as opposed to waiting till uh, like today. 
Although, you know, there's nothing wrong with this one that's sitting here, this uh, Daytech. Right. Chintzy and crappy and old. But I'll just leave it sitting there. In fact, wait till the next time it goes out. Then I'll say, oh, guess what? I can't do the show today, George, because my all my stuff went out. Think that's going to work? No. Oh. Holy Mackinac! This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil Goss. Now that American Idol is over, get ready for Animal Idol. God, I, that was weird. That is slightly disturbing. Dog, you sang like a dog, dog. You did your dog thing. I bet you you can, can do Kermit the Frog very well. Because you, you have that kind of like nasal tone. You know what? It was just a complete voice of Idol. I'm going to reach out with a hook in a moment if you don't stop. Nice voice. Very nice. Animal Idol on Fox. Can't wait. 1232 at 560. WQM, we got the Mo Meister. At 2, Mad Dog at 4 and Stuff 6.30. Better win a game tonight would be a good idea, wouldn't you think, Josh, to like win one? Yeah, since we... Uh, you know, we lost to Pittsburgh every time last year and the two times so far this year. Doing great. Every time? Yeah. Can't they never won a single game against the Pirates last year? No, we can't beat the Pirates. The Pirates reason. suck. Well, we can't beat them for some reason. The Pirates are like a little girls team. That reminds me of uh, when they used to have all those problems with the Montreal Expos. Remember that? Was that last season? Um, or the year before, they had all those trouble breeding the Expos. Just lose and lose. I mean, the Expos were horrible, but the only team that could be would be the Marlins. Well, whatever. So we're just going to cross our fingers and our legs and pray for a Marlin win tonight, or whatever. Rick says, he says you brought back memories when you mentioned the Playboy Club. The final incarnation of it in Miami was next to the airport. My uncle was a dishwasher there. Well, gee, can we loan, uh, borrow a few bucks? About 30, man. From your uncle? How do you like that? The final incarnation was there. Yeah, it used to be on Collins Avenue. In fact, that was back in the mid-50s, back when uh, Gleason was doing his show for Miami Beach, back mm. in the salad days right. of the beach. Before you were born? Right. Well, just about. Yeah, that's true, before you were born. And uh, and then it moved over there on Biscayne in 79th, and then uh, it was up by the airport where this guy's uncle used to be a dishwasher. How about that? Let's see. Uh, the biggest ripoff is, it says, Louis uh, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, or Loy, I'm sorry, I always say Loy rhymes with... Doi, 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 doi. Right. Uh, he also says... I'm dying over here. Water. Now, is he talking about water, um, uh, bottled water, I guess, huh? I guess. Not water out of the tap. Well, that would be a pile of crap. Bottled water. That's a good idea. How come it's so damn expensive for bottled water, especially when they like uh, the stuff in those thick plastic containers, you know, those jugs? Mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, a lot of guys like jugs, but not that kind. Believe you me, that's just uh, water out of a tap somewhere. Or then, then they have those machines where they dispense the water, too. And it's hooked up to a tap somewhere, you idiots. Mm -hmm. What are you doing buying water out of a tap, you morons, you? Well, you know, I always say, if, you know, if, if somebody is dumb enough to uh, buy whatever you're peddling, and more power to you, right? Look at this show, right. for example. 5670560. Oh, look at those sports shows on this station. Wow. Ooh. 
Pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular Wireless lines. We got that big trend coming tomorrow. We got some numbers. A one, and a two, and a three, and a four, whatever we got tomorrow. We got the Lawrence of Wealth. We got a trend. I, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. Maybe just uh, the whole thing with these. Uh, see, back in the day, this may come as a shock to you, but once upon a time, in fact, I think also what I would do, we didn't do trends every month, did we, in the beginning? I don't recall. There, were, there was never any such thing as a monthly trend. The rating book would come out quarterly, once every three months, and that would be it. Fanicula, Faniculo, whatever it is. And that, that's all there was. But uh, now it is a monthly trend, and, well, we have to wait then because we didn't have enough uh, uh, inbred uh, trailer trash this month, and therefore we got to, like, uh, wait it for the uh, country kiss and kiss country and kiss my ass, whatever, you know. It's all a pile of crap. It's all just a, a crapshoot. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hola. Hello. Hey, yes, sir. Uh, listen, the uh, last week you were doing thing on uh, movies and and famous uh, sayings and all that stuff. In the outlaw Josie Wales, there's a uh, a time where he uh, he's he's being pursued by a, a guy who's a right wing fanatic, mm -hmm. and the uh, once we catch Josie Wales, we'll go get the rest of the bad guys. And uh, the other guy says, uh, Josie's the last one. There aren't any other bad guys. And the guy says, there's no end fight. That's one of the best lines in movies. There's no, there's no end what? There's no end to doing right. Oh. You're doing the right thing. Uh-huh. And anytime you get a zealot on the move, watch out. They're going to keep doing things there. <laughs> right. Until hell freezes over. That's so. what our president says. That's his motto. Yep, he's coming after you one way or the other. Right, well, he'll have to cross the border first. Uh, thanks a lot, Pally. Thanks. Hang in there. Speaking of lines from movies... I don't care how many Dago, Guinea, Wap, Greaseball, Goombas come out of the woodwork. Exactly, even if it's... About 30, man. Even if it's that many. Oh, and speaking of numbers, guess who, uh, who's voting today? Who's voting today? Alstublief. The Dutch. All right. They're voting on that Europe uh, EU charter. EU. And that's what the French said to it. EU. And they said, no, thank you. Probably will get lost. And the Dutch are going to say the same thing. In fact, the opinion polls are predicting a nay vote. Nay. See, you thought horses said nay, right? Nay. Well, the Dutch also say nay. Just about everybody else says no or nine, nine. In fact, the Germans, they say... Uh, nine. Yeah. But in uh, Dutch, it's nay is how you say no. Yes. I wonder how you say yes. Ja. I guess. Yeah. Ja. Oh, yeah. It's the old Dutchman. Anyway, oh, they're predicting sure. a, a nay vote of nearly 60%, indicating a large gap between the voters and their political leaders. I don't see the added value of having a constitution, said Annette Smeets, a law student, and the changes are coming so fast, half the time I cannot understand them. Herman Teen Willink, his name is T-J-E-E-N. I love those silent J's in uh, Dutch. I don't know why, but it's just like the Bayenkorf, the big department store. It's B-J-I whatever. Herman Teen Willink. A senior government official said the politicians had underestimated the time and effort it would require to explain the Constitution. That, he said, produced a pressure cooker campaign, and guess what? It didn't work. That view was shared by Lawrence Jan Brinkhurst, the Dutch economy minister. The non-debate of the past 20 years cannot be overcome in three weeks, he said. Those opposing the Constitution are scattered across the political spectrum. They view sound bites warning against the European superstate or the future membership of a country like Turkey with its large population would be politically outweigh the Netherlands. Supporters, on the other hand, have been struggling to convey complex issues, often wrapped in bureaucratic jargon. But you know what? They can take their bureaucratic jargon and shove it where the moon don't shine. 
I mean, it's not bad enough that Amsterdam is just a shadow of what it used to be, but uh, they're, they're, they're trying to kill a whole uh, thing there, you know? They're trying to do it. Only yeah. the Germans know how to do it right, believe you me. How to kill? No, come on now. You've never been any of these places. What the hell do you know about it? You love Germany. I'll tell you right now. You yeah. love uh, Cologne. You love Berlin. Right. I'm going right the now. The food, the restaurants, the hotels, the uh, people, the ambiance, the nice new shiny buildings because they had to rebuild it after somebody uh, blew them to bits in WW2. You'd be amazed at all these things. Germany is just a fine place today. All right. And, of course, you know, there's always a few skinheads running around, but now that I'm one of them, see, they think <laughs> I'm one of them now. That's right. They have days. Always a good idea to be a skinhead. See, I'm, I'm like, I'm styling it for the times from yeah. the ears up. You're kicking it new style? I'm kicking it new style from the ears up. I'm styling for the times. Being a skinhead is in today. Just ask El Presidente. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. I'm not sure if we're doing today's poll or tomorrow's poll. Maybe ah, that's a good idea. Maybe, just, maybe one day we'll do like about 20 of them on the same day. There you go. Keep them guessing. That's a good question to ask. How many polls have you ever done on the same day? When it comes to Scott Third Man, we're the authorities. Sports Radio 560, QAM. Been standing in line for the past 147 days. I live with my mom. Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith. It's really awesome. And there's Darth Vader. C-3PO is in it, as well as R2-D2. There's going to be lightsabers, and even Alec Guinness, who's been dead for many, many years. And there's other special effects. Oh, yeah. George Lucas is going to make $942 trillion and 27 cents. And the guy who is in line ahead of me... It's a 1243-17-1. Wait till you hear this story. It's from Bukilia. Okay. Do you hear Bukilia? No. Well, don't go there because they might... Bukilia? Bukilia. I never heard of this. It's, uh, well, we'll get to where it is at the end of the story. A woman who bought a lottery ticket at the urging of her dying father won almost a million dollars the day he passed away. How do you like that? All right. Huh. Yolanda Williams won the $979,440 prize after her father, Frank Reppa, sent her from his hospital room May 24th to go to a convenience store to buy a ticket. The two had always bought lottery tickets together. My father gave this to me, said Williams, 50, a retired custodian for the St. James City Post Office in Lee County on the Gulf Coast. It's a blessing and a gift. Bokelia, B-O-K-E-E-L-I-A, Bokelia. Williams turned in a Mega Money ticket bearing the numbers 18, 21, 34, 43, and the Mega Ball 20 to lottery officials on Tuesday in Tallahassee. She took her winnings in a one-time lump sum rather than $1.3 million spread over 20 years, which once again goes to show you she gave up almost four hundred grand. the tremendous ripoff that is the Florida lottery. Ripoff. Almost four hundred grand she had to give up because they're yanking tax money out of your, out of your gambling winnings. Shameful. It is disgrace. It is totally unacceptable what it is. Can you believe that? I believe it. Williams said she took care, took on the job of caring for her ailing father six years ago. Williams and Reppa, 79, played the Florida Lottery almost every day. Sometimes they'd spend a dollar, sometimes ten bucks on the game. I shop all over for tickets, Williams said. I'm a gambler and he's a gambler. If we had a hundred bucks in our pocket, we'd buy a hundred tickets, scratch-offs, lotteries, whatever. Williams and her husband, Sherman, a disabled commercial fisherman, had five children, five grandchildren. 
Neighbor Tom DeSantis, 37, said the family has struggled in the five years he's known them. Sherman, isn't he the dog in the, um, uh, what's that, uh, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle? Sherman's the kid. What was the dog? Mr. Peabody. Mr. Peabody, I'm so sorry. Mr. Peabody, I'm so sorry. Sorry. They always had it hard, she said. You can do what you can to get it. You do what you can to get by. They always had it hard. No comment. Now Williams and her husband are considering buying 140 acres in North Florida and paying off some of her father's bills with the winnings. This gave my father dignity at his funeral, Williams said. May my father rest in peace. Boquilla is located at the north end of Pine Island in the Gulf of Mexico, just west of Cape Coral. See, there's a little geography lesson for you. What a freaking educational right. show, and the price is right, too, huh? No, no, we're not. 1.3 million, she gets 900 and some odd thousand. It is totally, Un it's unacceptable is what it is. It's a scam. It's a ripoff. And this is the same fat-ass governor that says, oh, well, we'll take our time with that the slot machine thing because I don't like gambling. This is the champion of the state lottery, which is probably the biggest ripoff going. That, that should be on our poll today, the Florida lottery. You yeah. don't think? Sure. A huge ripoff. Well, we're going to buy you an annuity, and if you live to be 2000 maybe you'll get like a half of the money we're pretending we're going to give you. You win the lotto here, like that time I had the five out of six, and I won almost sixteen hundred bucks. And you take the ticket to the uh, whatever the hell they call it, to the O, whatever it is, right? OLGC, Ontario Lotting and Gaming Commission. They got a, a headquarters right downtown. You hop on a, a, a whatever cab, and you get over there, and you, you hand them the ticket. You show them an ID, and bada bing, you sit down for a minute. They you sit there for two minutes. They hand you a check, a certified check, no deduction, no taxes, no nothing. And that's the way it should be. That should be the American Joyce and Way. But not, uh, no, not in Florida. Because your governor is a, is, is a faker is what he is. And, and the worst part of it is you people like him. What, what is it about him that they like so much? Can anybody please tell me that? I don't know. He picky funny. You know that old thing about what's not to like? He's just the opposite. What's to like? Five six seven oh five sixty pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Lines. We're sorry to confuse you with two polls today, aren't we? No. I like it. Well, we're not really getting a lot of them for tomorrow. They're they're saving up. But there's so many places, you know. The great places, all long gone. WQAM, hello. Hello? Like Piccolo's on South Beach. Yes, sir. Hi. I was Hi. trying to get a hold of Neil Rogers. He wanted to know something about Linda Lovelace. He wanted to know something about Linda Lovelace? That's what he said on the show when I'm. I here. don't think he said that at all. I said he said uh, get lost. Wow. What, what was that? That sounded like you some kind of a screamer. Didn't that sound like a? It huh? sounded like something. Something really unusual. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular Wireless lines. WQAM. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, you were talking about Neil Diamond earlier. He Can't is. Stand I hate Neil Diamond. Uh, he happens to be Jewish. There's a movie that he made called The Jazz Singer. Oh, that's right. I, I, you're absolutely correct. That's right. And he was running around with a schmata on his head. That's right. That's right. It tells his whole life story. Well, uh, have, hope, a, have a good day, Neil. I hope his humantashin turned to a poison. Jumbo! 56705. Oh, now, that was one of the most interesting moments in the history of the show, but I dumped it anyway just out of spite to him. But, so, there, it sounded like a retard, didn't he? And you were right. We knew that. Yeah. A retard. About Darone. I have no life. Yeah. You're pathetic. You really are. So anyway, what he said, and I, I didn't dump it for that reason, but because he's one of the chronics, 
Uh, is that Neil Diamond is Jewish, and he played in the uh, movie The Jazz Singer. Uh-huh. And he was uh, run, running around with a shmata on, with a yarmulke, with a kippah, whatever the hell they call it. Five six seven oh five six. That that was uh, very revealing, wasn't it? Very revelatory. Yeah. At least it was to me. I'm sure that you probably took some notes on it. WQAM. Hello. I missed the Marlin beat. <laughs> you fairy. <laughs> the Marlin Beach uh, Gay Hotel on uh, Fort Lauderdale Beach. Yeah, there used to be several of those once upon a time. I remember what the other ones were. I'm sure that she would, though. WQAM, hello. Why is George so quick? WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, what's going on? How you doing, Pally? All right, all right. Listen, all right. Um, one of the, two of the biggest rip-offs in South Florida are uh, the um, Florida Turnpike Tolls. Turnpike and Tolls, Okay. Turnpike tolls, yeah, they build a two hundred thousand dollar plaza to collect twenty five cents. Right. Okay. And the tag agencies. Which I just left. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. I heard. Oh, okay, and, uh, listen for your poll yes. tomorrow. What about ranch What about what? Ranch house. Uh, was your all-time favorite place in South Florida was the ranch house? No, but I, you're talking Get out of here. <laughs> hey. The question is, what's your favorite South Florida business that no longer exists? If the ranch house was your favorite, man, your taste is in your tush, and it's too bad that you didn't have to stand in line at the tag agency for another five hours. The ranch house, my ass. I mean, I mean, we've talked about the ranch house in the past, about you know places that are no longer around, right? Right. The ranch house. In fact, there was also a ranch house right there by the Playboy Club on uh, Biscayne in the 79. There was all kinds of stuff in that hood. Once upon a time, Prince Hamlet and Juniors, all of these things, and a Playboy Club, all of this stuff. Juniors, that was supposed to be sensational. Now, now let me ask you this: Can we, How about Pumpernicks? What about it? They're all gone. I reckon. Pumpernicks. I'm, I'm just preparing for tomorrow's poll. What about Wolfies? Is there is the last Wolfie? There's no more Wolfies, right? Or is the Wolfies in Hollywood still there? You would know that. Well, it really doesn't make any difference because it's not the same. Right. Wolfies. Very sad. Just the floor show alone in Wolfies was worth the price of admission. Watching those waitresses screaming and yelling and tearing off the apron. I'm out of this place. It's a crazy house. You ever eat at Wolfies? No, but we can see that scene here almost every day. Where is that? Here, here in the building. Oh, in the building. Well, that's another story. That's that's another whole deal. Somebody QAM, hello. Hey, uh, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I'm sure you read the story, but you heard about that kid in uh, Colorado with the Army recruiting scandal? The Army recruiting scandal? No. You, oh, you didn't read about that? Did not, no. If you, I mean, if you Google it up, uh, just look up uh, Colorado Army High School recruiting scandal. Basically, what a kid did is he's a high schooler that works for his uh, newspaper, his school yeah. newspaper. And he wanted to see how easy it is to get into the army through a recruiting uh, through a recruiting agency. Mm-hmm. Basically, he called the recruiting agency, told them that he that he didn't have a high school diploma, which he did. Obviously, he's in high school. That he 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 basically talked to recruiters. The recruiter told him, forge a fake diploma, which he did. Then the kid says, oh, oh right. I have a drug I have a drug problem. I smoke weed. They got, the recruiter says, no problem. I'll take you personally. <laughs> I'll take you personally to buy a detox. So the recruiter okay. actually goes and buys them the detox. Notice that CBS4, I guess over there in Colorado, has this on on, on video. And everything is recorded. I mean, if you just look it up on a website, you'll find it immediately. 
it's in Colorado high school recruiting scandal. But I mean, it's just incredible how the government is is putting so much time into sports and drugs and steroids when when their own army recruiters are recruiting fake. I mean, fake kids. Yeah, I read news for They're so desperate now that they'll take anybody. Yeah, but I mean, it would be really good if you could read that on the air or even put it on your website. Because I, th- I just, I, I mean, I saw it on CNN a couple days ago, and I just couldn't believe it that this kid pretty much just framed the entire uh, army just by, you know, saying he's a fake student with a fake diploma with everything, and and he got into the army. Thanks a lot, Kelly. I'll, I'll Google it. No problem. Thanks. Google it, will you please? Okay. Colorado recruiting uh, scam, whatever. And they're desperate. They will take anybody, just like that story I said yesterday. The Latinos, they're not signing up no more. And nobody who's seen what's going on over there. We're almost to the 1700 number in Iraq. Not that anybody's counting, right. you understand. Not that anybody really cares, except those who are directly affected. But uh, other than that, it's just one of those things. Although I am finding more and more. Uh, Norman Solomon on CommonDreams.org today has got a column uh, about impeachment. And we yeah, had the one yesterday by Nader and uh, the other guy, Kevin yeah. Deese. Well, good luck to them. Well, at least you, you got to start know. somewhere. Okay. you got to make a little rumble, a sure. little thunder down under, as they say. You ever make a little thunder down under? Yeah, oh, they sure won't today again, yeah. Really? Matter of fact, I'm going to make a run for the border right now. Huh. <laughs> you know, in that New Times thing, I guess it's too bad that we... Uh, although it's still online, you can still find it. Yeah, it's still on the floor got, like, the best, the best public restrooms in the town, things like that. I'm not in the mood to be picky. Well, that's good. I'll tell you again, let me highly recommend, if you're in Amsterdam, the Barbizon Palace. All right. Barbizon Palace Hotel, which is only, like, right across from the center, uh, central station. And, man, you go in and you go, you pretend like you're staying there. You know, you act like you belong in there. They right. don't pay attention anyway. They just march right toward toward the back. And on the right, there's a stairwell downstairs where it says toilets. Man, they got just incredible restrooms down there. And they got, like, you know, the, the soap and the uh, the sink and the whole deal and the real, real nice uh, private individual uh, little towelettes. To t- it, it's a beautiful thing. And then you go back out and uh, be the sleazeball that you really are. A handful of times in the last few years, the members of the Oregon Commission charged with determining who will get a license to teach in the state's public schools have found themselves faced with an application from a former prostitute, una prostituta, but... Under state law, commissioners have had to turn down the applications regardless of any potentially mitigating circumcises. Unlike in the neighboring states of California, Nevada, Idaho, and Washington, in Oregon, it doesn't matter if the prostitution conviction came at a tender age, if the woman herself was the victim of sexual abuse, or was forced into prostitution, or was forced into making pornos like Linda Lovelace, or if she has since managed to write herself and her life. Now a bill that would have brought Oregon's policies in lines with its border states has died in the state senate after strong signals that even if it had made the past the full body of the senators, it would not have survived the Republican-controlled House of Representatives. Those Republicans, man, they don't like prostitutes unless, of course, they're servicing them. You don't get past the headline. You just don't get past it, said Dave Mowry and aide to Representative Linda Flores, Republican of Clackamas, who chairs the House Education Committee, where the bill would have landed had it cleared the state Senate. The bill sponsored by Senator Margaret Carter, Democrat of Portland, would have allowed a school district to employ a woman convicted of prostitution if at least seven years had passed since the conviction and if she's not been convicted of any other crime in the interim. I like that. All right. It would not have given blanket okay to all teacher applicants with a prostitute conviction, but uh, they might have handed them a, a small blanket just to lay down on and peddle their wares. How do you like that, huh? So in other words, mm-hmm. if you make a mistake in Oregon, you don't get a second chance. Make the mistake of selling your goods, selling your wares, selling your body, this disgusting, grotesque sub rosa, huh? Like yeah. I said before, thank God Republicans don't use prostitutes. 
When it comes to sports, we're the outsiders. Even that Jeff Cannon Duffy guy. Arnold, this is not a tumor. It's the one to two hour. I've won the vote. Kate Davis is done. The women voters didn't care that I pinched all their buns. The people of California, they like me a lot. Cause just like them, I've had a few orgies and small lots of fun. <laughs> I am the governor. It's true. <laughs> so bad that I do not have a clue. <laughs> Everybody sing with Arnold. I am the governor. Everybody. I am the governor. You like me in the movies. That's why I'm the governor of California. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a real laughing matter. Who can believe it is right? A moron. It's 101 at 560 WQAM. Here's the poll. What's the biggest ripoff today? Gas prices, 189. Medical insurance, 149. Prescription drug prices, 139. They should rot in hell. Stadium concessions, 59. But at least the food sure ain't good. Uh, car insurance, 45. Hospital treatment, 36. Credit card companies, 32. College tuition, 21. Taxes, 15. Real estate, 9. Pyramid scheme, 6. The QAM online auction. The action auction, 5. Paying to see Revenge of the Schmidt, 4. Bottled water, 3. Timeshares, 3. Flood insurance, 3. Turnpike tools, none. And the Florida lottery's got none? Well, that's because we just put it on there, I guess. By the way, the lottery's great. Well, that's right. We love the Florida Lottery. It's the best deal. It's the best deal going anywhere. I'd go out and buy a whole bunch of tickets right now. You know what? Screw it. Okay, that's where I draw the line. (laughs) I'm sorry. You you can suck up all you want, man. Enough of the sucking. By the way, I sent you that uh, that article. Oh, the one about the... uh, Thank you so much. I don't have it yet, but I'm sure it's on the way. It is. You faxed it? No, I I emailed it to you. Oh, you emailed it. Well, why did you do that, dummy? Because I just got the link and I emailed it to you. That's what people do. No, it's not what people do in the middle of a radio show. See, people may do that. Uh, I don't have know. a printer here. I'm on my laptop. I, you know. Yeah. Well, you don't have to get like all surly about it now. I mean, uh, just calm down a little bit. Yeah, the kids want to help, you know, and all he gets is <laughs> Yeah, just like I got him all that food in there in a ball and a press box. <laughs> oh, gee, well, it was from a sponsor. They're not real, you know. Like he's going to be choosy about the name and the shoe size. Like it should have been some hot young chick about 22 years old come in here stark naked, well, uh, you know, and lay spread eagle on the floor there, give him all the food and then a little extra bonus too, huh? Well, his girlfriend uh, was nice, but, you know. Really? That's something else. Troy has a girlfriend? Oh, yeah. Personal trainer. Wow. I'm sure he does all right. Yeah, he, he does okay. We're not talking about Troy Stratford. We're talking about Troy from Balance for Life, a good friend of ours and a really good buddy of uh, Josh's now. It's a good game. Okay, I'm clicking on this story now. And, uh, oh, gee, and here comes a black screen. That's not a good sign when it comes up with a black screen. Well, here it is. I got it. <laughs> and I'm printing it out right now. Thanks, Josh. Uh-oh, we better cro- I better cross this one off the list. One moment, please. Okay, let's see. And they're not a sponsor, so we can read this, right? 
and they never will be. And this, this will make sure of that. Although I understand that uh, uh, after we do the list tomorrow of places that are closed, uh, Berkeley is going to be cold calling all the names on the list. That's what I just heard. <laughs> all, cold cut. all the businesses that are no longer open. In fact, says Pumpernickel will be open on Sheridan Street by the old Deli Den site. It's awful and filled with Alta Cockers, it says. Oh, I thought that was uh, Wolfie's. Remember on, when we were at Paxton, uh, they were like, uh, one day it was Wolfie's, the next day it was Pumpernickel, the next day it was. Remember that? Right. The Deli Den. Well, now that was a great. How come we don't put the Deli Den on there? In fact, I'm crossing out Pumpernickel and I'm going right down the Deli Den. There that was go. great. It was a sponsor. And I knew one of the right. guys. I knew the one guy, the one owner that did not commit suicide. I don't know the one that like <laughs> his brains out. Here's that story that Josh Cordes just so um, graciously uh, sent. Here it is. 17-year-old high school journalist, honor student David McSwain, is just what Army recruiters are looking for, but he suspected they might be lowering their standards, reports Rick Salinger of CBS News Denver affiliate KCNC. See? I, I wanted to see how far the Army would go during a war to get one more soldier, McSwain said. So he showed up at a Golden, Colorado recruiting office saying he was a dropout. No problem, the recruiter said, and told McSwain in a phone call he recorded to create a fake diploma from a non-existent school. It can be like Faith Hill Baptist School or something. Whatever you choose, the recruiter said, whatever you make up. So McSwain went online, got a phony grade transcript and a diploma with the name of the school the recruiter suggested, and turned it in. I was shocked. I'm sitting there looking at a poster that says, Integrity, Honor, Respect, and he's telling me to lie, McSwain said. See, first it's the Boy Scouts, next it's the U.S. Army, eh? Then the high school senior told the recruiter, I have a problem with drugs. I just can't kick the habit, just marijuana. The recruiter suggested purchasing a detox kit. The two times I had the guys use it, it's worked both times. We didn't have to worry about anything, the recruiter said. McSwain had a friend take a video as another recruiter, Sergeant Tom Pickle, took him to buy the so-called detox kit. Oh, and there's another page to this, Josh. <laughs> it's continued on page two, and I already well, I still got it on there. How do you like that? Not that your government nice. or any government agency would lie to you. You do understand that, of course. <laughs> yeah. Not that they're desperate, because nobody in their right mind wants to sign up to go and be made a human sacrifice of these days. Let's see. Continued on page two, okay? As Paul Harvey would say, page two. Isn't that what he would say? On page two. Before yeah. he said, good dog. Or bad dog. Whatever. Oh, here it is. Here's the rest of it. Here's the rest of the story. See how that all kind of like fits in? Mm -hmm. The rest of the story. Well, I'm waiting to print that out. Your favorite South Florida business that you no longer, that no longer exists. So far I got the famous, the toast, New York Steakhouse. This, most of these are restaurants. The studio, Villa Deli, Jordan Marsh, Juniors. Get the honey at Juniors. Prince Hamlet, Turf Pub, Rocky Graziani's. That's a Biscayne 135th, something like that. Burton Jacks, Piccolo's, Playboy Club, Wolfie's, and the Deli Den. That's a good start for tomorrow's list, ain't it? Yeah. Should we put Jefferson's on there? There are people that shop to Jefferson's. I had a Jefferson credit card, so it couldn't have been yeah. all bad, right? Right. Of course, right. I had every credit card that was ever invented. I also had Jordan Marsh. Now, do we get brownie points for saying how great places are that are no longer in business? So, anyway, here's the rest of the story. Salinger confronted Sergeant Pickle with a phone conversation David McSwain said he had before they went to the store. On tape, Sergeant Pickle, when you said about the one problem you had, what does it consist of? McSwain, marijuana, pickle. Oh, okay, so nothing major? 
McSwain. Yeah, he said it would take me down to get that. He, he would take me down to get that stuff. I mean, I have no idea what it is, so you'd have to show me. Is that a problem? Pickle, no, not at all, meaning the detox kit. Sergeant Pickle quickly referred us to his superiors. Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Brodeur, I wonder if he's kin to Martin Brodeur, who heads Army recruiting for the Colorado region, did not defend the recruiters. Let me tell you something, sir. I'm a soldier. I've been a soldier for 20 years, Brodeur said. This violates trust. It violates its integrity. It violates honor. It violates duty. The two soldiers involved have already been suspended from recruiting duties. They could face anything from a letter of reprimand to a court-martial if they're not cleared by the investigation. How do you like that? Or just a little pot? Uh, oh, there's Mark Feld again and his family. They keep showing that shot. Where would like probably doing some pot? And there's uh, the grandson in the background again. Hey, listen, everybody's a celebrity for about ten seconds, okay? That's what Andy just Warhol like, said. Just like Linda, what's your name and her kid, Linda Tripp. I thought you were going to say Linda Lovelace. Get that guy to And call Linda back. Lovelace. We love Linda Lovelace. Anybody see that movie? No. Don't. Could be the worst porno movie ever made. Or certainly right in there. The bottom five, bottom of the barrel. Yeah. I mean, really. And I would imagine now, whatever, you know, I'm sure it's on DVD. But even there, it's a DVD of a tape of a old 35-millimeter flick, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's probably really grainy and all the line. Well, Which is good because it probably blocks out Harry Reams quite a bit. They digitally remaster it, then you'll see all the hair on his back. Oh, jeez. Speaking of that, I bet you I know somebody who'd like that. Who? Appearing yesterday before a nationwide audience on the NBC Today show, Spokane Mayor Jim West. <laughs> you fairy. I'm a homo? Said that he will not resign after he was outed as a homosexual, that he voted against uh, gay rights bills in the legislature because that's what his conservative district wanted. Right. Hypocrite, phony, I think of uh, Rush, I think of Miss Drudge, I think of Gannon Guckert, all of these people. I think of uh, Bob Bauman from Maryland, who was paying 15-year-old kids for sex, boys. In an advisory vote last night, just hours after West TV appearance, the Spokane City Council voted unanimously to ask him to resign. They said, you fairy. The 55-year-old mayor can be removed from office only by recall. A group of residents begun circulating a recall petition. Members of the group did not immediately comment on West's appearance on the Today Show. My mail and emails are running two to one in favor of me not resigning, West said, in his first public interview since the allegations were raised in early May. You should not run out for simple allegations because then you could run anybody out of office. West has been under fire since May 5 when the Spokesman Review newspaper reported allegations that he sexually molested two teenage boys when he was a sheriff's deputy and a Boy Scout leader in the late 70s, early 80s. West has vehemently denied those allegations. The newspaper also reported that West trolled gay online chat rooms and offered city jobs and other perks to young men he met there. Oh, those gay chat rooms, man. Maybe yeah. he ran into Miss Kamal there, although he's certainly much too old for her. The FBI has launched an inquiry into whether he committed criminal acts with those offers. The city has appointed a commission to determine whether he violated policies against misuse of computers. West has acknowledged he was a closeted homo and has called himself the victim of a brutal outing. All we can say to that is... You fairy! I did have intimate relationships with both men and women, West said yesterday, talking about the period after his marriage ended nine years ago. I'm not going to go into my private life on national TV or psychoanalyze myself, he be saying. West, who was uh, in New York on his way to attend a conference today and tomorrow in Tampa, told Today Show host Matt Lauer that he wasn't being hypocritical when he opposed gay rights bills during two decades as a Republican legislator. I wonder if he knows Charlie Crist or Miss Mark Foley. I voted to represent my legislative district in the legislature. I was not an advocate, West said. He probably did read the advocate, though. 
I was not a leader of the charge uh, in any of those cases. Every representative and every senator from my district voted the way I voted. West said he doubts he would have voted differently had he not been closeted. I'm a conservative. I'm not a closet liberal pretending to be a conservative, West said. What's wrong with somebody having an alternate, alternative sexual orientation being a conservative? Can a gay or a black be conservative? I think they can, he said. And I'm sure that Alice Rantel would agree. Hey, Alice. You fairy. West predicted he'll be exonerated by the FBI and city investigations. Too bad gay Edgar Hoover isn't around to get him off the hook. For old time's sake. Maybe he can go to, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Mark, uh, whatever his name is. What's his name? The, uh, the FBI guy. The deep throat. Oh. Felt. Is it? I haven't misused my orifice for personal gain, he said. I welcome those investigations because I believe they will clear me. I wonder if... Um, if what's-her-name used her personal orifice for personal gain, Kathy Willits. Oh, I thought you were going to say Linda Lovelace. He told Lauer he expects more allegations to surface as political enemies pile on. <laughs> In other words, what he's really saying is, you guys ain't scratched the surface yet, so scratch this. Hey, by the way. You fairy. 113 at 560 WQM. we got Mo Howard David <laughs> coming along <laughs> at 2 this afternoon, followed by Mr. Mandich. All right. Jim uh, Mandich at uh, the Mad Dog at 4, and then the Marlins stuff. Marlins in Pittsburgh, where it's been really... Uh, Lots of tourists in Pittsburgh. We don't know what that's all about. When hey, the guys come back into town next homestand, you got to do an investigation and find out what the what the uh, hex is with the pirates. Yeah, I'll find out or not. Hello, my Bye. 
20 after 1 at QM. Cliff faxes and says, for the poll about the places you miss badly, for tomorrow, I guess. Six Flags Atlantis. Cliff says, I used to love to go down the real high slide with a straight down drop and get a big wedgie. Isn't that cute? All right. You got Six Flags Atlantis? Well, I don't know. You're not making a poll. I am. Right. And also, I got a couple more. All right. And one being Biscayne Kennel Club, which I'm sure our close personal friend Ken Mulder would agree with that. Well, those were the days, man, at Biscayne. Here comes the bunny, and here goes, and uh, Hylia Park. I mean, it's still there, but it ain't in business, right? Do right. you think that qualifies? Hylia? Absolutely. With the flamingos? Beautiful Hylia Park? Nice going, John Brunetti. You loser, you. Cliff also says, I know it was yesterday's poll, but the biggest South Florida sports stiff is uh, Reggie Roby. Can't get any stiffer than Reggie. That's bad. That's really bad. He is probably pretty stiff, though, at this point. He was a good player, though. Good kicker. Good punter. Right, Josh? Yes, he was. Reggie Roby was great. And now he's dead. Damn, he was like, what, 43, 44, something like that? Yeah. I mean, what's that all about? What kind of a life is that? 5670560. Let's get about four or 500 calls in here before we run out of time, because it's just really zipping along today, isn't it? No. No, not like... Uh, now, that, that's because all that technical uh, hijinks going on before the show today. Always rattles. We got off on the wrong foot. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. For, for today's poll, how about the uh, local casinos? The local casinos? See, they, they just won't stop trying, no, you know? No, I know. No. Well, we got this seven-minute delay, so you might as well just blow it, blow a big fat one right out your uh, behind. Five six. That's it. Sounds like it to me. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon and singular wireless lines. WQAM. Hello. Yes, Neil. Yes, sir. You know they keep talking about the sixteen or seventeen hundred dead, but. That ain't the true figure, because a certain percentage of your wounded will die. Yeah. You know, why, why don't they talk about that? They, they, you're not supposed to be talking about any of this, sir. You're un-American. Okay, I'll go back to the Kool-Aid. Okay. Now, and, of course, we definitely don't talk about the over 100,000 Iraqis, because we're there to liberate them ah. and impose democracy on them, whether they want it or not. It's worth it. Let's see. Here's one. Did you see the poll of the worst anchors... Number three, Rick Sanchez, CNN. What, what, what poll? I don't know, Pete. Why don't you tell us what poll you saw that on? Oh, this is a, uh, Pete the Bordop. I don't see. I mean, usually he's a little bit better than this. Oh, and he says the guy is still dead and San Pedro is still alive. Well, that's great, but we'll, we'll poll the worst anchors on what? Pete. Pete the Bordop is so obsessed with himself that he just, uh, you know, he can't see the forest for the trees. How, speaking of DeForest, how's old Defo doing? Run by him lately? Don't say Ooh. anything. Huh? Five six what? seven oh five sixty pound five. It's kind of a tie-in with that previous call that we dumped. Pound five sixty on the Verizon signal wireless lines. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, for the poll, how about the collection plate? I like that. It took me about a half a second to think about it. Good choice. Thank you, sir. I'll pray for you, my son. The collection plate. What a rip off that is. Well, they got to pay those all for all those lawsuits. You got to understand right. that. For all those uh, maticones and cheese. There's no fact in, in the turf. Well, we know that, but nevertheless. 5670560, pound 560, uh, Verizon Singular Wireless Lines. WQAM, hello. Neil? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. I got um, 
there was three skateboard parks: Skateboard USA, Solid Surf, and Skateboard Heaven. Remember those? Were you around back then? Never heard of them. Well, I was One never much time. of a skateboarder. Only in my spare time. Oakland Park had Solid Surf, Oakland yeah. Park Boulevard, and Cypress had a uh, Skateboard Heaven, and Skateboard USA was. In between Sterling and Sheridan on 95. I'll be damned. Okay, well, thanks a lot, pal, and uh, grow up already. I have no life. Yeah, I'll bet uh, you this goes a lot, man. What, what about Pirate's World? What about Pirate's World? That's what in I'm going to for. You know it. I'll bring Pirate's World in Dania, long gone. I've got an album full of uh, pictures of me there. Now, what about the Monkey Jungle? It's still there. I mean, the Parrot Jungle's still there. Well, they moved it. They moved it. Monkey Jungle is still there. I'll be damned. And in business. Huh. Why, you've been there? Well, not in a couple of years, but uh, it's still there. Five six seven oh five sixty. Are we doing? I guess we're doing both now. We're like kind of like easing into tomorrow's. Right, we're overlapping. We're like doing a little overflop. WQAM, hello. Hey, is he still doing the restaurant pull? Are we still going to the restaurant pull? What pull is that? He's talking about restaurants. Restaurants. You know, he's talking about restaurants. What restaurant was he talking about? Oh, you mean like Pumpernicks? No. Five, six, seven. It wasn't a restaurant pool, it's, although that's a big part of it. It's a favorite South Florida business that no longer exists, most of which these on here were restaurants, okay? But the guy's like so uh, squirrely and so, uh, I would say, surly and squirrely, wouldn't you? Yeah. In fact, his name probably is like Shirley. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. The best thing at Pirates Row was the steeplechase. Yeah. Until they finally, like, some rattlesnakes bit a kid that were holed up in the horse's uh, body or something like that. I don't mm -hmm. remember that. Hmm. But listen, Neil, I'm calling for another reason. I hope so. Uh, are, are you allowed to talk about Dr. Absolutely not. No? About what? About Dr. the C-word. That, ha that has mm -hmm. the, the, the freighter named after the, the Secretary of State for President Bush. Condoleezza? Are we allowed to talk about Condoleezza? Why? Why not? She doesn't say it. On the station. You can say it. It is obscene, but yeah, she don't buy no spots. Condoleezza. What about that bitch? <laughs> well, listen. Listen. Go to this website. It's I'm a listening. protest for her. She's going to be here in Fort Lauderdale for this organization of American states. Oh, God. It's a God. protest just, orient, or, you know, just directed at her. And check it out on wwwafa 2005 Dot org. And it basically has a drawing of her. She's the international dominatrix, uh, kind of sleazy rice, and it has a nice mm -hmm. picture of her all hoed up. Good. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, the, the ironic part of this is, you know, they're, they're pushing democracy to democracy in Latin America, and, and every government that elects in Latin America as of late, in the past five years during the Bush administration, Hates us like poison. We have right. a whole continent in Latin America that you know. Even us. his good friend Vicente said that was his claim to fame in Texas with the Julios was his close relationship with Vicente Fox in uh, Mexico. And now they hate us like poison too. How do you like that? And the guy that's going to be elected next year, Obrador, is hates us like poison. You have yeah. no idea. It's like poison. I like that. Keep saying that. Like poison. Have a great one, Neil. And back to you, pal. And say hi to Condoleezza, please. Do we hate that bitch or what? And by the way, speaking of dominatrix, what's her story, huh? She got a husband? No. Boyfriend? No. She ever seen one? No. I'm telling you, man, this self-hating faggotry, it's getting really... Let's see. Oh, here's some more for tomorrow from Rick. I wonder if Rick knows Conchita Ruiz. Conchita Ruiz. She used to be a news abroad from uh, WS News. I'm Conchita Ruiz. She used to say it just like that. Just like Nicaragua, Conchita Ruiz. Why do people do that? I don't know. They're just to annoy us because they know that it works... 
Zayers, J.M. Fields, and Masters. Now, what that was, Masters? Got me. Is that like a Dutch store or a Dutch cigar? Dutch Masters? Don't remember. He's doing pretty good for an old Italian guy. He said uh, he was speaking uh, Sicilian, Siciliano. Actually, him and Tom Dewey, they had this deal going, and he thought, um, nah, he didn't take the deal. And Dewey uh, didn't beat Truman either. WQAM, hello. Does pressure me, Prozac? It's time. Pop one out, sweetheart. There you go. Pop a few. In fact, 20 or 30 ought to be good. Make sure you take enough of them to get the job done. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. Maybe he and Rush could get together. And what's your name from uh, from uh, uh, Treasure Island? Stephanie. There you go. They could all pop him, huh? They can have one hell of a wild pop in time. Line 9 is uh, popping. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I listened to you on the Internet, and about one, the past couple of days, about 1.30, it stops working. They cut it off? I don't know what's going on. Including today? Yeah. Well, what kind of a communist bunch of crap is that? Well, you know. I don't know. That's the second day in a row? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you told us, man. Where are you? I'm on the West Coast here, Fort Myers. Oh, in Fort Myers. Well, uh, I know. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Well, I do love you, and uh, I was hoping uh, maybe you guys knew something I didn't well, know. Well, thanks for the heads up, Pally. We'll uh, we'll work on. We're having some technical difficulties the last day or two, but uh, you know that's us. That's we'll raining over here. We'll put our uh, head to the grindstone. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Right. And good luck to you. You'll need it over there. He's in Fort Myers. You notice how embarrassed he was that he was in Fort Myers? Yeah, I know. You don't have to feel embarrassed. I mean, you're probably not there by your own free will. You're probably like a prisoner. You're probably being kept there uh, under duress. I understand. But it really is kind of sad. Those people live on the west coast of Florida. And some of them would actually tell you, oh, we love it here. It's paradise, you know. Just like some of the people in Dave Broward and Palm Beach would say, it's paradise. Oh, get out of here with that nonsense, okay? Nonsense. In fact, oh, I already took the thing off of there. The radar looks really menacing. I don't want to get you nervous or panicky like that. But like, right. it, it's already almost 2 o'clock. If you need to leave work at 5, I leave now. Just tell the boss, hey, screw you, It's uh, the weather's going to be really inclement, and it's going to be pouring cats and dogs, and I'm out of here, that's all. Right? Right. What's wrong with that? Nope. In fact, if I was you guys, I'd be out of there at uh, 10 seconds after 2, just like I'm going to be. You know it. I'd be out of there immediately, if not sooner. Now, let's see, the number today was 13. I don't want to do like a countdown on the air. Wouldn't that be tacky? Like I'm, yeah. yeah. That's bad, but I will. Tomorrow will be 12. Tomorrow will be like the dirty dozen. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Counting down the days till that next vacation, that last week before the summer schedule starts. Then the summer schedule starts. Then you really get to have some fun. You got George oh, all the time, oh, like three days a week. Oh. I'll be here Tuesday and Thursday during the summer as usual, just because they want to keep me, uh, you know, involved, keep me uh, in in the loop, right? Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> in addition to which, if I didn't have to do the Tuesday and Thursday, then I'd probably be really foolish and spend a ton of money and go over to Europe again and start traveling around and waste all of that money. Yeah, you wouldn't want to do that. Right. Whereas now, if I stay here, like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I can just stay right here and go out to Woodbine and would lose all that money instead, right? Right. But it's a lot safer. Five six seven oh five sixty. By the way, congratulations to my friend Ian Fromowitz. I saw your thirty dollar horse went on the TV last night. Nice going, Randy. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? No. no. Ian Fromowitz. He's a big fan of the show. He's a horse owner at Woodbine. Ooh. Ian Fromowitz, good Jewish boy, just bought a horse and one last night popped him. Five six seven oh five sixty. Did he sound like he had mush in his mouth or something like that? What is that? Is that a new, like a new technique? Is that like a new language? Maybe he's a linguist. WQAM, hello. 
Neil. Yes, sir. One of the greatest things that's ever been in Florida that's not here anymore. Yes. Spring break. Well, yeah, that kind of like had a smattering back, but you're right. The real spring break. The real. The spring real break. spring break. I'm talking early '80s. Amen. Okay, thanks, yeah. Pally. Bye. See ya. And what was the guy from the button that died? What the hell was his name? He was such a good guy. He just died a few months ago. I don't know. From the button on the beach in Fort Lauderdale. You know who I'm talking about? You don't no. even remember who I'm talking about? No. He owned, once upon a time, he owned the button on the beach. He was like the uh, the poster child for spring break in Fort Lauderdale. You better get with it, mister. When it comes to sports, we're the authority. Sports Let's check, he's still dead. The Middle Eastern world will be exploded. Saddam had people killed with the gas that we sold him. First time aggressor nation and the only one that's going. Now more blood will be spilled to get that oil flowing. Forget about Korea and the nukes they're toasting at the right wing is drilling it over and over into our heads. That Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. Three thousand people killed are now forgotten. Let's exploit them instead. Hey, there's oil to be gotten. Going after Saddam to placate Osama. There's no longer mention of the name Bin Laden. But no one seems concerned. All comfy and complacent. Believing every word of this cartel administration. That controls us by fear through media manipulation. And the right wing is drilling it over and over into our heads. That Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. The loss of civil rights is the price that we're paying. We're all suspects now, not the Ashcroft is saying. I have nothing to hide, table talkers all are saying. Blind obedient cattle don't have any reservations. About unprovoked battle and world annihilation. Old regimes must fall in Halliburton installed. With no objection at all, Democrats don't have the balls and the oh! right. Wing is drilling it over and over into our brainwashed heads. Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. Only Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. So you'll find us most amusing, but I guess the audio dropped out there for about two seconds in the middle of all the spots. Am I right? Maybe you hit the wrong button or something there, Josh? Not to us. Really? Really. Well, it dropped out here for about two seconds. And I was in the uh, tea room standing there taking a leak at the time. Can I say I taking a... Uh, and uh, all of a sudden I hear like uh, dead air for about two seconds. Must have been on your end. Now, I, it reminded me of that thing in The Godfather where he says, I don't want my brother coming out of that... Uh, it was just his... Uh, in his hand. You see what I'm saying? Right. Kind of like that. Anyway, it all worked out just fine. And the Mole Meisters are uh, coming up now. Bye, bye, bye!